MMR's President Seed Podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show Podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's News Update with Kathy Romano. October 3rd, a Tuesday. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Philadelphia police are investigating after a video showed a street bike rider smashing a driver's windshield while two children were in the back seat. This is horrifying footage. It was very violent. Uh, it happened around 940 on Sunday near City Hall. Video of the incident was captured and shared on Instagram. In the video, a street bike rider is seen jumping on the back of a car and using his feet to smash through the rear windshield. It appears the window is very close to a child who is in the back seat of the car. Glass is flying everywhere and the driver of the car is understandably upset, said Philadelphia District Attorney Larry Krasner. The driver of the car, Nikki Bullock, was with her girlfriend and their five-year-old daughter and two-year-old son delivering for Uber Eats when the incident occurred. Bullock said she was first sideswiped by the biker near City Hall. So I started arguing out my window, she says. They started arguing back and forth. The other guy got my attention and in the meantime, he jumped off of the bike and jumped on my car. The video, which was captured by someone on a nearby tour tourism bus showed Bullock getting out of the car and approaching the rider who appeared to have a gun on him. Uh, the rider proceeded to uh, get into a confrontation before he took off and left the area uh, with a group of bikers. Bullock said that she did see the gun and she said the guy was actually trying to point it into her car. Wow. Uh, ballsy of her to get out of the car and confront the guy. Probably not a good idea, but you know. She didn't know he had a gun. She, yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, she, she walked right up to him and I was yeah. like, whoa, man. I mean, especially with a group of other bikers around there because uh-huh. that can turn into a, a gang situation oh, absolutely, like that yeah. where everybody, yeah, you've seen it before where all of a sudden everybody starts pouncing on one person. So What a loser. I, I know, what it's, it's oh. crazy. Yeah, I, and, and I'm curious what led up to that. I mean, there was a side swipe, she said. Side but. So like, <clears throat> you're, I, I, I know this is a thing there, but like, I just don't get it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. She's got her kids in the car. She's working for some money doing Uber Eats and you're going to jump yeah. on her car, smash her windshield in with her two little kids you're in the car? You're going to physically assault a woman. I swear, oh, Miraculously. I, 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 I know, oh my God, when I see this stuff, I just want to. I know, it makes you know your blood boil. Oh, makes your blood boil. Yeah. Miraculously, the kids were not hurt. Yeah, 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 she, yeah. she actually said that they're okay. She said not a single scratch on them. She said, I have a, a guardian angel, thank God. <laughs> a Bullock said that she hopes police are able to track down the biker. Krasner called uh, the behavior of the bike rider completely outrageous. Whoever that person is, if that person is caught and I get a chance to charge that person, we will be going vigorously after that person for the conduct, Krasner said. Nick has the, the video up on uh, social media right now and it slows down. He The gun falls down. He picks it up and at some point he points it yeah, at, at her. her. She's, she that's assault. Stop. Yeah, it, well, yeah, the attack on the car is assault. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, that's pointing yeah. a deadly weapon at somebody. That takes it to another level. I found down, uh, fell down this rabbit hole yesterday, and uh, so there's an Instagram account that supports all of these riders, and, and they it get organized. supports the riders? Yeah, and um, so, Casey, it's just one of those things where, like, I was... <laughs> I didn't. I wish I hadn't watched it because oh, yeah. you, you fall down the rabbit hole of like seeing how they get organized and where they go, and um, they end up around City Hall, they end up around the, the sports complex. I'm going to go invest in a spike strip. It's um, it's <laughs> just infuriating, yeah. and and like, look, everybody's entitled to have some fun, but these guys are morons. You can when have, you're pointing a gun at somebody, you're, I know. you, you, you turn that into something. Yeah, well, you're you're a criminal. This you guy's know. a criminal for sure. Yeah. yeah. 
Pennsylvania State Police say a 14-year-old was behind the wheel of a car that crashed on Sunday evening and caused the eastbound lanes of the Schuylkill Expressway to be closed for hours. According to police, troopers' first attempt to stop the black Hyundai Sonata was at about 5.50 in the evening on the Schuylkill Expressway at mile marker 342.2 in Philadelphia. The vehicle was reported stolen out of Philadelphia earlier in the day, police said. The vehicle failed to yield to emergency lights and sped away from officers. The driver then lost control, crashed into a concrete barrier, swerved and rolled several times up an embankment before coming to rest. A 15-year-old boy was ejected from the car, police said. He and three other juveniles were the occupants of the Sonata were taken to Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. The 15-year-old succumbed to his injuries and died a short time later. Okay, where is this? This Fairmount Park is right around the corner here? Yeah, I think I think uh, three forty two is about like Gerard Avenue area. Right. Yeah. This is uh, this is terrifying because my son was involved in a uh, car accident in and around this very area not that long ago. Uh, called me on the phone. He was like, and it was like forty five minutes after the accident. So I'm thinking fender bender, and then I saw the pictures. I was like, oh, this is an offender. The person driving was 14. Yeah. And she was running from police. They tried to pull her over. Wow. Jeez. The 14-year-old girl who was driving the car is now charged with vehicular homicide because the 15-year-old died. Awful. Yep. The Powerball jackpot is climbing and is now at an estimated $1.2 billion after no big winners emerged in Monday night's drawing. Monday's numbers were 12, 26, 27, 43, 47, and the Powerball number was 5. I was going to play those numbers. Uh Oh, my God. Yeah, I was going to play those exact numbers. The jackpot for the next drawing Wednesday night will be among the largest lottery prizes of all time behind earlier prizes in the Powerball and Mega Millions games. Do I have a case if I pinky swear I was going to play those numbers? (laughs) The jackpot has grown so large because there have been uh, there have been more than 30 consecutive drawings without a big winner dating back to July 19th. The new $1.2 billion jackpot is for a sole winner who chooses to receive the winnings through an annuity paid annually over 30 years. Winners nearly always pick the cash option which for Wednesday night's run would be an estimated $551 million. The odds of winning the top Powerball prize are one in 292 million. We all know that, but somebody still wins. Uh, retailers that sell Powerball tickets receive a bonus of 1% of the prize amount. Winners have one year from the date of the winning draw to claim their prize. Powerball tickets are $2 per play. Tickets are sold in 45 states, the District of Columbia, Puerto Rico, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. So good luck. In sports this morning, Baseball playoffs begin in South Philly tonight as the Phillies take on the Miami Marlins in the wild card round. Zach Wheeler will get the start for the Phillies in game one, and the first pitch is scheduled for 8 o'clock. There are three other wild card games today. In Tampa Bay, the Rays will host the Texas Rangers at 3. The Toronto Blue Jays will travel to Minnesota to take on the Twins at 4.30. And at 7, the Milwaukee Brewers will host the Arizona Diamondbacks. And in Monday Night Football, the Seattle Seahawks beat the New York Giants 24-3 last night at the Meadowlands. Rookie cornerback Devin Witherspoon scored on a 97-yard interception return late in the third quarter. And the Seahawks tied a team record with 11 sacks in the win. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. A little bit after 6 a.m. Nice warm cup of brown water that I'm having. What happened? Here. This is the thinnest coffee I've ever tasted. You know, it's who was here the other day complaining about the oh, coffee? Oh, that's a great Glenn Howerton. Glenn Howerton. Yeah, Glenn Howerton. Yeah. And he's spot on because there are days I usually, I'll take a little bit of water and I, t- because the, yeah, the coffee is yeah. usually a little 
to strong. Yeah, right, makes okay. sense. And it and it kind of and it also cools it off a little bit, and I can eat. And now it's like this isn't even tea. May I ask like, you? This is just this is insanely thin. Which craft did you pull from? If you're facing, if you're I, I did Casey it. got I me did. a cup, I, so. I, and all I did was pour it. I didn't make it. Yeah, uh, I r- made two pots when I first came in this morning, and they usually don't survive very long. Yeah, it was the right carafe. Looking at the uh, that's the one that supposedly is the one that makes the stronger coffee. I don't know. Yeah, but it's all right. Uh, you know, these uh, your brown piss is good. Yeah, it's yeah. well, I wouldn't call it good, but it's, yeah. it'll get the job done for now. Hey, by the way, going back to our news stories, Marissa uh, told me that the internet vigilantes they dove deep on that dude on the on the street bike. They found him. Oh. Uh-huh. So who are the internet they, vigilantes? They, 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 the internet wins everything. Oh, you mean just people? People on, found uh, it. Yeah, so people were pissed off, just as pissed off as everybody else, and so they well, tried so to the, discover it, and one of, one sure of his responsible the, friends ratted him out. Yeah, make sure I, they give the information to police, because mm-hmm. otherwise yeah. he's not going to be arrested. Well, also, I heard that that might be a case of mistaken identity. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I was, Nick, I did the same deep dive yesterday, and there are these people that are really interesting to follow. There's this one guy named Tizdi and Outlaw Alcott, archive and they were like looking at the helmet and the clothes okay. that he was wearing and like comparing it to other videos so they don't oh, just they go do like yeah it, it's not just like pointing fingers and going like hey I think it's that guy they kind of are like doing real real deep dives the way a vigilante mob would uh, right yes granted, <laughs> are they writers yes. themselves um yes yeah this guy has like so all these like trick videos and stuff out normal there. people that ride and don't we commit don't, crimes we, we don't know they, they have twitter accounts you know you don't know yeah, what they're, they're about changing so. their accounts and all but you know stick with Kathy's uh, story that you know the person themselves has not been found but they think that he may have been identified okay like, it's, it's just like committing a crime and like there are cameras everywhere like, right. somebody it is, committing is going a crime. to yeah. be able to connect it together well and I would hope that the the, the legitimate uh, bike riding community would say yeah. dude stop yeah. it. You're, you're ruining this for you, us you would think so right you know yeah. so yeah. hopefully that's who's uh, trying to identify I, this guy all right well anyway listen we got a lot going God. on today I want to get into this we got a bunch we have crumbum cash First and foremost, that starts at 8 a.m., goes again at 10 a.m. Our buddy, Dr. Mike, for his rare in-studio mm-hmm. appearance, is coming by today. He's bringing flu shots, spring COVID boosters. He's going to get us prepped and set for the holiday seasons because that's a lot of times that's when this stuff kind of blooms. So kind of nice when he comes in. I mean, he, he's got, a you know, a positive vibe on the phone. But, like, when you see him in person, he's always so oh. upbeat and happy. And- yeah. Most definitely. And he usually brings some toys with him, something to stick up your butt. I don't know what, but he'll, he'll come in. Uh, in the 8 o'clock hour, we'll talk to him. We also have on the program a couple of special guests. Our good friend Gary Goldman has got a new book. He's going to be in town at the TLA in December, so we love talking to Gary, one of our favorite it's comedians. Terrific. And his book is getting great reviews. And for the first time ever, we will have on the program today, Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, Jerry's going to reach out to us around 9 o'clock, and of course, he's promoting a show coming up at the Met. He's got two shows on Friday, 7.30 and 9 p.m. And the ticket's available at Ticketmaster. So we'll see what it's like to talk to Jerry Seinfeld uh, around 9 a.m. Yes, looking forward to it. Yeah. All right, on top of all that, we have your standard stuff, including the entertainment report, which is on the way in a stupid question with some stuff for you to win. So stay with us because we'll be back in just a moment. The MMR app can't remember your Wawa order, but it can pair with your Bluetooth or Apple or Android car system. Streaming us right into your speakers. Oh, and if you could grab us a meatball shorty and an iced tea, that'd be great. Thanks. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. 
Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, for the stupid question, we give away a VIP for a pack of tickets for Lincoln Mill Haunted House on Main Street in Maniunk, and it is for this Saturday, so heads up on that. Uh, the question that I ask is, what inorganic molecule does lightning produce? Ah, interesting. 215-263-WMMR. Call if you know the answer. What inorganic molecule does lightning produce? 215-263-WMMR. Got a stack of birthdays to mention while we wait for your answer today being the third day of October. Nev Campbell uh, celebrates a big one. It's her 50th birthday today. I think she's uh, grown older and I think she looks, um, well, we all grow older, but she looks, uh, she's, I don't detect a lot of tinkering. Mm. She looks very regal, elegant. I approve. I have not seen her in a while. Nev Campbell is Steve Moore's approved. Happy 50th to her. Gwen Stefani turns 54 years old today. On and The Voice again this season, I think. Yeah, yeah. I've seen little clips of her. But hubby is not. Blake Shelton yeah, is not. That is not. correct. Yeah. I, I guess that might be... I wonder if it's easier for them to be working separately or together on that show. You know what I mean? Uh, is, is that, that's where they met, correct? Yeah. 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 So there we go. Uh, so happy 54th to Gwenny. Uh, another one from the world of music. Drummer Tommy Lee ah. has his birthday today, and he is celebrating his 61st birthday. So um, he continues to... I, I don't know, Motley Crue, I guess they just, they're just they just going to keep going until they die at this, this point. This is the, uh, the final tour, Preston. Yeah, this Going yeah. for another forty years. Yeah. Uh, well, again, refresh my memory. Yes. Your assessment of Tommy Lee is he one of those gets the job done or is he a dynamic oh, no, he's, drummer? He's good. Okay. Yeah, he's definitely good. Oh, he did. Good. He did some pretty cool uh, things, and and not just. Uh, I, and I like the showmanship of the the flipping upside down drum kit and the one on the roller coaster and everything. That was fun. It kind of drew a lot of attention to him. But no, he's a solid drummer. Excellent. Really good at what he does. So happy 61st birthday. And he has a talking penis. To Tommy Lee. That was <laughs> that was too much, man. On that Pam and Tom. I mean, it was unbelievable. I, you're like, I, I am, am I, is this actually happening? <laughs> and who was his voice? Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen was the voice of his penis. I don't no. know who it was. No, no. Seth
Seth was in the show, remember? Oh, that's right. He's yeah. the guy who set up the camera. Right. Who was the voice? Uh, there was a, a, a famous comedian uh, or actor was the voice of Tommy Lee's penis. Okay. And Pam and Tommy. Yeah. Nick is looking it up now. Jason Matukas. He's, yes. he's a really funny comedian. And uh, yeah, also Sebastian Stan did a fantastic oh Tommy God. Lee. Amazing. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Janelle Maloney uh, from the West Wing uh, turns 54 years Jenna old. Janelle Maloney? Um. Yeah. Oh. Okay. No, Janelle. I'm sorry. Not. Je- Je- I'm probably thinking Jenna Malone. Yeah. Janelle Maloney. Oh. Okay. From the West Wing. All right. Yeah. I don't Jenna know my Maloney. West Wing actors, but uh, she is uh, 54 today. She played Nunzio. Sean William Scott, uh, wow. Stifler from the American Pie sweet. movies. Sweet. And, uh, yep. Sweet. 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 <laughs> the dude's very comedically gifted, but he can pull off. He's good in serious roles, too. Uh, it says here that he was in Lethal Weapon. Oh, the TV show? Yes. Yeah, he yeah, was, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. it. Short-lived. Yeah. Uh, but Road Trip, uh, he's he's great. He's 47 today. Uh, Jack Wagner, uh, the uh, soap star, Melrose Place, and General Hospital. What was his hit? Oh, uh, all I Need. All I Need. It's just a little safe light <laughs> to repair my windshield. Uh, Jack Wagner is 64 today. Uh, actor Clive Owen, yes. uh, who we know from uh, Sin City, Closer, Gosford Park, The Nick, bunch of stuff. Children of God, right? He's 59 today, I guess so. Yeah, uh, Children of Men. Children of Men, I think. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of children of various things. <laughs> Bring on the children. Yeah. It's all yeah. about your children. Oh, no. Uh, we also have another musical birthday today. Sorry I didn't let you know about these no, ahead of time, Casey. I'm good. Uh, the great Lindsey Buckingham ah, has his yes. birthday today. Uh, fantastic singer, great guitarist. Uh, and he turns 74 today. He's amazing at piano. Yeah, this is him on uh, He can make a, a guitar sound like a piano. I'm getting caught up on the bear. I know you guys finished it, but uh, there's the scene where they go to Cape Copenhagen and they play Holiday Road. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The pastry chef who's yeah. learning to study abroad. And I just thought that was a great use of that song. And yeah. that's a Lindsey Buckingham song. So, Lindsey is, wow, he's 74 years old today. Uh, you know what? And since you mentioned the bear, I'll, uh, the bear, I'll jump right to this. Uh, Ao uh, Ed, Ed Berry. is that how you say Ed Berry. Uh, she plays on the bear. Uh, Sydney. Uh, oh, you did Ao. Yeah, yeah. 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 Hey, uh, she plays Sydney on the bear. She is. I love that character. She's adorable. She's excellent. Uh, and she's also done, as Nick was telling me off air, does a lot of uh, voiceover stuff in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, a movie. Most yeah, recently, yeah. she's the voice of April. Nice. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Her character is. Um, y- y- initially, you 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 have to kind of get a beat on her, and once you do, and realize what her life has been like, and what her domestic situation is like, and who she's trying to impress. And there's so much nuance to her. She's a great character. Yeah, the bear's a great show. She's uh, 28 years old today. Uh, Lena Headey uh, from Game of Thrones. Uh, she is, wow, she's 50 years old today. Again, I will say she is one of the most incredible evil characters in the movie Dread, the, the Judge Dread movie. She is like this crazy, drug-dealing, psychotic, lunatic. She's amazing. Uh, she gets a little loony in Game of Thrones. Yeah, does she? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lannister as well. Oh, my God, yes, dude. Shame. She's, yeah, she's brutal. Shame. Uh, so she turns Shame. 50 years old today. Happy birthday, Lena Headey. Shame. Uh, Alicia Vikander. Hmm. Uh, she was in the Tomb Raider uh, series. I think she did a good job. Did you yeah. see the movie? Yeah, I thought it yeah. was good. Um, Ex Machina. 
Interesting yep. movie. The Danish girl. She's been in a lot of stuff. Wife of Michael Fassbender. That's right. And is 35 years old today. Uh, Ashley Simpson. You remember her? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Famous as Jess- Jessica oh. Simpson's uh, sister. And she was busted lip syncing on, on uh, SNL. And SNL. then did that like funky dance thing. She, she covered well up. by doing like a Charleston. Oh, God, it was so bad. <laughs> it was horrible. It was so bad. Like, I, I don't, the groaning. I don't want to watch it. Uh, uh, like, it. It hurts too much to watch. I don't think I want to see it. Uh, she I don't, don't want I don't think I want to see it. 39. Uh, then we have um, a couple of local flavored uh, birthdays. Huh. Uh, Nick, did you just pull yeah. one up? Yeah, I'll mention him last. Okay. Uh, but uh, actor Noah Schnapp, who huh. plays Will on Stranger Things, and he goes to school at Penn. That's right. Uh, and he is 19 years old today. <laughs> The, the youngest of our birthdays to mention, yeah. And what's technically, what is he playing in what age in Stranger Things at this point? Uh, that's so a, probably chrono- chronologically, would it be close? To close? 17. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, not yeah. too far off. Yeah, you gotta, you've gotta get that show, uh, you know, filmed already. So happy birthday to him. He is 19. Uh, then you have Tessa Thompson, who has been in some local films, Creed. Uh, and of course, she's in Thor Ragnarok. She plays Valkyrie. She's great. I love her, man. Dear White People, Westworld. Uh, she turns 40. Oh, God damn. Sorry, wrong. Wrong yeah, I love that Thor Ragnarok. 40 years old today. She is in Creed. Yeah. Uh, so there are ties to Rocky. And uh, I think she has scenes with uh, Sly in that first movie. Are you a Valkyrie? Uh, it's uh, been a while since I've seen it, but uh, she's great. Uh, and then last birthday, she loves birthday. Oh. Yo. Yeah. Yo. Our buddy Garrett turns, wow, 50 years old today? No, 51. 51 yeah. He's 51 years old, so you love the special sauce. Still kicking it live yep, as they absolutely. do it. So happy birthday to you, Jeeves. Good to talk to him recently, getting ready for that show with us. Staying at the man. It's very cool. All right, we'll see if somebody knows the answer to the stupid question, what inorganic molecule does lightning produce? 215-263-WMMR is the number, and we will go to talk. Tom, to see if we can get the answer. Hey, Tom. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Great, buddy. Tell me right. one. Wingy. What inorganic molecule does lightning produce? Ozone. Ozone. You got a button. Hang on. Got yourself a VIP four pack O tickets for Lincoln Mill Haunted House, Main Street Manioc. It's this Saturday, October 7, featuring over 50 live scare actors, production quality sets, props, and special effects. Plus, you can learn more about serial killer Victor Kane's secret in Manioc. And uh, tickets and information available at LincolnMillHaunt.com. Uh, we'll start with this, a breakup. Jody Turner-Smith and Joshua Jackson yes. are going their separate ways. I didn't see this coming, Preston. After four years of marriage. Four years they've been together. Uh, so the <laughs> Queen and Slim actress filed for divorce from the Dawson's Creek star on Monday in L.A. Neither party has publicly addressed the split, but according to the Hollywood Reporter, court documents state they separated on September 13th. And on that same day, yes. the actress shared photos to Instagram from a birthday celebration at the flower shop in New York City. Jackson was not featured in any of the photos and she wrote in the caption, as I embark on another new year, I can't help but meditate on love and its many manifestations. Love is not some lofty, unattainable thing. Love is a gesture, a look, an intention. Love is community. Love is showing up. Thank you to all of you who showed up for me this week in New York in spirit and in flesh. I don't take any of this for granted. And most of all, 
I don't take any of you for granted. Oh, there's a message in there someplace. The pair met at Usher's 40th birthday party in 2018 and wed uh, the following year in 2019. So it was a quick, quick turnaround. Really quick turnaround. They uh, they share a three-year-old daughter named uh, Juno Rose Diana Jackson. So that's... Uh, you that's know, sad. That's, I mean, four years, that's almost five years. That's yeah. close yeah, to yeah, five yeah, years. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty impressive. One year shy of five. <laughs> but the message by is... my math. So clearly uh, she felt he... Uh, we assume that message was directed at him, correct? Mm-hmm. Probably. You would assume? But upon a breakup comes a union. People report that uh, Anya Taylor-Joy and Malcolm McRae tied the knot in Venice, Italy over the weekend. Yeah. So we have a breakup and we have a uh, a marriage. We uh, we like her. She's we good. Do. Yeah, she was awesome. Uh, the wedding reportedly took place at uh, Palazzo Pisani Moretta. Hey. With stars such as Miles Teller, Julia Garner, Cara Delevingne, and Nicholas Holt in attendance. Uh, the couple first met during the premiere no of... No Jennifer Garner? No Jennifer Garner, no. <laughs> Jennifer Garner and her pool boy, Ben Affleck, for incorporating them into my fantasy life. He gave the toast at the... I apologize yeah. to anyone who's been offended get, get your glasses by fictional creations, Chris Agon, <laughs> the philosopher of evil, and the skull sealer. The best man, he's very funny. Yes. Uh, so they first met uh, at the premiere of uh, Queen's Gambit in March of 2021. He seems like a like an artsy kind of guy. Like, a, is he a musician? Uh, he, I, you know what? He wrote a song. Yeah, he apparently wrote a song about her called "Really Want to See You Again." Just two days after meeting her, so wow. that's because I really want to see you again. That's. That's how you uh, snag somebody. Well, that's a big score. Yeah, most definitely. So congratulations to the happy couple. Um, Let's see. Speaking of happy couples, Channing Tatum and Zoe Kravitz are still going strong. When is is Pussy Island coming out? That directorial effort of hers. Not sure. Uh, Us Weekly reports the pair were photographed holding hands outside of the Costa's restaurant in Paris recently. If you've ever been there, that's the thing to do. You hold hands. Yeah, they've been linked since the summer of 2021. Uh, so, you know, there there's sights of uh, of these two being together and all lovey-dovey. So yes. it's still going strong. How about that? Yeah. What's this? Oh, I want to hold your hand. Yeah. Nice, Casey. Uh, if you're in Paris, that's what you do. You hold hands. You hold hands. Yeah. And if you, you don't like Khloe Kardashian, you send her pictures of whales. Wait, what? She hates whales? She has been inundated with photos of whales ever since it was revealed on the most recent episode of the Kardashians that she has a whale phobia. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's like when we talked about the possums and how I hate them, and I still to this day <laughs> get photos of big yeah. ones, little ones, baby mm. ones. Uh, during the episode, uh, she also shared that her daughter, True, draws pictures of them just to F with me, she said. And she thinks wow. it's so funny. Uh, she took to social recently to ask fans to stop sending her pictures of the sea creatures. And she wrote, Can you guys please stop sending me whale tweets? <laughs> It'll I'm, never happen. Shut the f*** up! She said, I'm going to log off. It's too much. LOL. I'm really getting uncomfortable, she wrote. So Actually, don't send her pictures of whales. I have no room to talk because my cousin, and I found this out. She's been my best friend since we were born. And I found out, I don't know, maybe like five, six years ago or something. She hates owls. And I had, I'm like... Who hates owls? Well, I go... I, 
I'm like, what do you, she like, like scared of them? Like wouldn't oh. go near the enclosure. We were at the Elmwood Park Zoo and she's like, I'm not going over there. <laughs> really? And I was like, I don't, I, I don't hate their gentle wisdom. Scene. Well, mm. so now obviously every owl I see, we send a picture to her, but I also send like, I'll find little like, you know, trinkets and I'll send them sure. to her kids. I sent um, owl coloring books. So that's yeah, <laughs> sage advice. Never let anyone know yeah, yeah. your fear, your fear. Yeah. Uh, Kath, I'll have to send you a video. I didn't know this until I saw it last week, but owls, when they fly, are completely silent. silent. I yeah. saw it. Yeah. I, saw it. Oh, I sent that to you. That's right. Did you send that to your cousin? It's a, no, but I, I okay. will. They actually mic'd a variety of birds flying by these yeah. microphones, and the owl didn't make any yeah. noise. The other ones were like... <laughs> Predi- uh, uh, in the world of predators, they're pretty formidable. Yeah. They are. Casey sent me that video, too. And then I, I looked, so I scrolled through Instagram, and I saw it, and it was like, liked by Kathy Romano. And I was like, what? Kathy liked a bird video? What the hell? But Casey was like, yeah, I, I sent it to her already. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I have some audio to play. Speaking of uh, the Kardashians, uh, we talked about these uh, the, the other day, the Kim and Courtney phone fight. It was a huge blow up. Where they're just, you know, uh, saying you're a horrible person and this and that and, and going back and forth. Well, uh, Jimmy Kimmel uh, did a spoof where he inserted himself into the oh, audio of the funny. phone fight. So, uh, well done. Here's a clip of that. We have two of them. Hello? Hi. Yeah, hi. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that we're back on the air on Monday. What do you mean? I mean, the writer's strike is over and the show's going to be back. Are you happy? Yeah, I'm happy. <laughs> I'm very happy. Are you happy for me? Why would I not be happy for you? I don't know. You just don't seem that happy for me. And What do you mean? <laughs> what do I mean? I mean, it's been 150 days since we did a show, and I'm happy we're back at the show. But you don't care. You don't even like the show, I guess. No, that's where I think that you're wrong. If anything, I was like, I don't like, and I told Chloe, I don't like your look. I don't like this. I don't like... You don't like my look? <laughs> What's wrong with my look? <laughs> and then uh, this is them asking if they have the little side chats about him. Let me ask you something. Do you and Chloe and Kendall and Corky ever have side Corky. chats about me? We have side chats about everybody. Do you talk about the time I <laughs> my pants at Universal Studios? We all talk That's about it. You are a witch. Are you happy? Stop asking me if I'm happy. <laughs> She's a witch. She's an actual witch. <laughs> That's great. I love it, man. That's great. I love I it. I love that he went after him like that. Love it. All right. Uh, some other news to pass along. Idris Elba revealed uh, on a recent podcast that he's been working on some unhealthy habits in therapy over the last year. Well, he looks pretty healthy. Yeah. I'd like to look like Idris Elba. Uh, maybe not unhealthy, like physically unhealthy, maybe mentally unhealthy. Does he work around eating pork chops all day? Uh, I don't know. He said, uh, it's a lot. It's not because I don't like myself or anything like that. It's just because I have some unhealthy habits. How does he feel about whales? That have really formed, and I work in an industry that I'm rewarded for those unhealthy habits. I see. Referring to himself as an absolute workaholic, he admitted that he wants to adjust some of his pathways so that he can prioritize time with his family. I think so, for the example, when we get in here, and I know you get a press, we walk through the door, what can I get you, Mr. Uh, Elliot? What can I do for you, Mr. Elliot? Can right. I get you some coffee? And you're, you're pampered from the second you get in here. Yeah. And, and you think that's the real world. No, you need to be yeah. able to fend for yourself. Right. And uh, be able to care you, for others. You've been proactive. You got rid of your fanboy. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the guy who stood behind you with the fan. Yep. And yeah. you got rid of your umbrella guy. Absolutely. Which because I have the vitiligo. We're getting it. Yeah. 
Uh, so he said, I could work 10 days on a film, underwater sequences, holding my breath for six minutes, and come back and sit in my studio and feel relaxed, more so than sitting on the sofa with the family, which is bad, right? Uh, this is part of where I've got to normalize what makes me relaxed. It can't be all work. Has, has he looked into narcotics? <laughs> Oh. I understand they're very relaxing. Maybe that's why he's going to a yeah. therapist, someone who can prescribe him some narcotics. I don't know. Jennifer Lopez honored her trainer, Tracy Anderson, with the Outstanding Achievement in Fitness Award at the Daytime Beauty Awards on Sunday. It was pretty amazing. Her trainer put her through her paces. She ran through this little tunnel. She jumped over a couple of, uh, of uh, <laughs> hurdles. It was amazing. By the way, the Daytime Beauty Awards? Come on. It's people who look good in the daylight. What is that? What <laughs> is, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If you, how, let's take you out into the sun. Yeah. Let's, let's take a look at you. Let's get a real Holy look. Holy hell. Yeah, exactly. That's like being in a bar. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. With the light, when the lights come on at the end of the night. Oh, my God. Yeah. Strip club. Yes. Strip strippers. Yes. So, Preston, it honors the science behind beauty, health, and wellness. Uh-huh. I think people creating products and stuff like that. <laughs> All right. I have to go back to my place. Oh, look, they're turning on the lights. Do you want to go back now? Uh, during her speech, uh, the wedding planner said, Star said she felt insecure and uncertain after giving birth to her twins, Max and Emmy, uh, in 2018. In 2008, uh, she said, I've been doing a lot of reflection lately, revisiting the past versions of myself to fully embrace the me of now. The me of now. And I'm reminded mm-hmm. of how much Tracy has inspired and encouraged me to celebrate every version of my body over the years and to continue to elevate as my, as my own life and needs change. I mean, you have to admit, her trainer's doing a badass job. She looks great. J-Lo's an amazing Slay trainer. queen. Yeah. Uh, she said she called Tracy right after she gave birth to her twins because she was feeling insecure and uncertain, wondering if I would ever get back to how I was before. And then she as, got Ben Affleck. She said, as most new moms do after giving birth. Uh, J-Lo added that uh, she came into my life and helped me embrace the new me and help me to be me. and to realize me, me, me. that I could be stronger than ever uh, than I ever had before. But enough about me. What do you think about For me? For me. <laughs> For me. 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 Yeah. Put down that bun cake, girl. We're uh, dragging your ass out into the sunlight. So that's Tracy Anderson and the Daytime Beauty Awards, which were on Sunday. So you should go next year, Preston. I think so. You, you seem think like so? you're really into it. I, I do a morning radio show in Philadelphia. <laughs> I, I, I will be honest. I was surprised when I got the invite. <laughs> uh, let's see. What other little things do I have? Oh, yeah. Let's, let's keep the beauty rolling. Jamie Lee Curtis took to Instagram on Sunday to share her enthusiasm for Pamela Anderson's makeup-free appearance during Paris Fashion Week. Oh, I know how she feels. Uh, sharing photos of the Baywatch actress in a yellow dress at the uh, Isabelle Marant show. Uh, the actress wrote, The natural beauty revolution has officially begun. Pamela Anderson, in the middle of Fashion Week, with so many pressures and postures, and, 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 this woman showed up and claimed her seat at the table with nothing on her face. And she said, I'm so impressed and floored by this act of courage and rebellion. Are you? Casey thinks she looks beautiful. It's face when your face. Yeah, I just looked at her quietly. Responding? No, no, no. I just I think she looks fine. She does. Uh, uh, The the praising of people for not wearing makeup is uh, to me. I don't. But also, uh, I'm probably not like everybody else, where uh, 
What you don't that you you don't like that you're praised for not wearing makeup? Yeah, I think it's you know what we need to drag you out to the sunlight. Yeah, but the societal standards for women, you know, it sucks. So you think we should always have? I know what you're saying. Yeah. Are you saying that people should wear makeup, or you just don't care? I don't. I don't care if you do or if you don't. Right. To be honest, I'd be happy if a lot more people wore makeup. Yeah. (laughs) I'm getting a little tired of it. A lot of people need it. I mean, I have nothing to work with, so I deal with this all the time. So (laughs) if if you have the ability to make yourself look better and make me enjoy life a little bit more, I'd really appreciate it. So put on some makeup. If I don't have to put makeup on, I don't. I don't. If there were not, like, actually, it pisses me off that there's cameras in here because if Ah, there wasn't, I would not be coming with makeup on. Do you know my regimen? I put on a a mild sunblock. That's all I do. Yeah, that's how I look this beautiful. I do absolutely nothing. Yeah, same person. Zero. There there are some people who look drastically different, though, and and when you're so used to looking at Pamela Anderson one way, and then you see a photo like this, you know, and people on the news or whatever, when you see them without their makeup on, they look like very different people. Kathy, why don't you start a new fashion trend and start putting on a fake five o'clock shadow? Yeah. And <laughs> that's right. just show up to work like in that picture present that you have. Yeah. Yeah. This, this, uh, Her bathroom picture. I still have it right How there. long before the villagers light torches and chase her out of <laughs> Bala Kenwood? It's on a back scratcher yeah. and I keep that here and we'll show this on camera. And I mean this with all deference to you, Kathy. It's really not suited for that picture. It's more for a poop knife, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. But like the celebration of this uh, woman who is for all intents and purposes, completely plastic, uh, you know, for not wearing makeup. Makeup, yeah, right. <laughs> well, no. you know, she's had her implants removed. Uh, she was a genuinely original. She I was agree a with lovely you. girl. Yeah. She was a lovely girl. She was no, from I, Canada. I get it. I see both sides of it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. but uh, anyhow, she just wanted to kind of. Uh, of course, Hasselhoff remained silent on the whole yeah. spotlight. That. All right, this is interesting. While emceeing the Chrysalis Butterfly Ball in Los Angeles over the weekend, Terry Crews opened up about the financial hurdles he faced when he left the NFL and started working in the entertainment industry. He said after retiring from the NFL. I struggled to get to the next level where I wanted to be. I tried and failed many times to secure a job in entertainment, but there was no luck. He said that uh, my wife's wedding ring, after it took its fourth round trip to the pawn shop, when that happened, she told me, maybe it's time that you widen the search and do anything that could genuinely put food on the table. So he revealed that he took a job at a factory where he was unceremoniously handed a broom and told to sweep the entire factory. Uh, He said the job paid eight dollars an hour and while this left him devastated uh, he said that he began to see the benefits he said something else happened that allowed me to reshape my mindset bit by bit mm. and he said at the end of the day i was able to put gas in the car food on our table i went to sleep exhausted but i would wake up ready to take charge of my life that's a massive step in your life when you can when you realize you can adapt you know, that you can pivot, that you can make changes and accommodate different things. And then suddenly when that happens, things start to open up and reveal themselves to you right. and capabilities that you uh, have and that you are unaware of. That's the end of my TED Talk. But especially, you know, but it's wild because he was going from a super high of yeah. the NFL to way down and, oh, my God, what do I do now? Well, you're a perfect example of that. You left the very high-paced, fast-paced world of foot models, yeah. and yes. then you found yourself uh, eating uh, cheese in the back of a van with a rock band. I had to get out. Yeah. It was uh, it was life in the fast yeah. lane, and I was going to burn out. Surely make you fast. lose your mind. Yeah. Fast. It yeah. was going to happen. So uh, we all deal with our own demons. Uh, and so, the feet demons are the worst. Uh, Variety reports that Netflix dropped the official trailer for Leave the World Behind on Monday. 
Day, based on the novel by uh, Ruman Alam. Uh, the End of the World thriller is executive produced by Barack and Michelle Obama. Stars Julia Roberts, Ethan Hawke, Denzel Washington, Mahershala Ali, and Kevin Bacon. Whoa. And the director, Sam uh, Ismail, said, having gone through the pandemic and then to take your pick of any number of other disaster-related events like climate change and the heat wave that we just experienced over the summer, it's it's the unknown, he said, and the fear of it that we try to capture in the film. Is uh, this like an unofficial sequel to the Paw Patrol? It might be. Okay. I don't no, know. No, no, no. I'm pretty sure it's not. All right. Uh, Steve, why do I know that uh, that director? What did he do? Uh, Sam Ismail? Uh, uh, yo, yeah. Uh, the name does sound familiar. And Casey, I can't remember okay. what he was involved with. Uh, the film will be released to select theaters November 22nd before debuting on the streaming platform oh. on December 8th. Two okay. Girls in a Cup. No, no, no. Is he behind Mr. Robot? Oh, the series? Yeah. Uh, perhaps, yeah. I have no idea. Would You would have to verify that information. He's looking so. it up right now. Yep. Yes, sir. Uh, yes. Mr. Right. Robot. Showrunner, right. yep. There you go. A uh, couple of other upcoming projects. Uh, according to the Hollywood Reporter, Orlando Bloom is joining the world of Peppa Pig. <laughs> oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. Orlando. The Lord of the Rings actor is set to guest star as a new character named Mr. Raccoon and will appear on a three-part Peppa Pig wedding party special. Does Mr. Raccoon have a huge penis? (laughs) I don't know. Is he hurting for work? Uh, This comes a week after it was announced that his wife Katie will be voicing the character Mrs. Uh, Leopard on the special. No, I think they're just... Peppa Pig is big, by the way, Nick. This is not a... Oh, you're right. uh, Yeah, this is is a gigantic show for, you know, millions and millions of of kids. I I think it's funny going from Lord of the Rings to Peppa Pig. (laughs) That's me. And then one last... I understand correctly that you're Peppa Pig. You went from the heights of battle to an animated cartoon. It's not not judging. It's just depressing. In a very sincere way. <laughs> See, that's I a- hope better for you, and here you are standing there voicing a raccoon. <laughs> Gandalf. Uh, uh, no, I, listen, I'm not judging. I'm it sounds judgy. I am. I'm a little caught off guard. <laughs> Whatever's in this pipe of mine, I need another pound. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his reasons, I'm sure. Uh, one last story. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Netflix has acquired the film uh, His Three Daughters, which premiered at daughters? the Tor- <laughs> Toronto Interna- daughters? International Film Festival. My daughters come from Toronto? September. My daughters? <laughs> the rain in Spain lays mainly on my daughters. Uh, the streaming platform paid $7 million for the pick, which stars Elizabeth Olsen, Natasha Lyonne, and Carrie Coon as three estranged sisters uh, who reunite when their father gets sick. Uh, the company also re- uh, recently acquired Anna Kendrick's directorial debut called Woman of the Hour. Uh, and pr- I got that for around $11 million. I, so for a little while there, I was feeling like uh, the made-for-Netflix movies were pretty sub- Standard. You would put a big name Stinking on it. it up. Yeah, you put a big name in it, and you're like, yeah. okay, this is going to be decent. Um, 
But I just recently watched the movie that they released on Friday called Reptile with Benicio Del Toro and, and uh, Justin Timberlake. I really liked it. I thought it was well done. I thought it was well shot, well directed, well acted. Is uh, reptile yeah. talk? Is it like the guy go get gone? There is no... That's the thing. There's no reptile. I, Rip spo- off. Spoiler alert. Oh. There's no reptile in it. Uh, I've actually heard good things about it. Yeah. The movie that I'm recommending to people these days is on Hulu. It's called No One Will Save You. It's going to be scary, though. <laughs> it is scary. <laughs> I need to, dude, yeah. uh, it's gotten to a point, Steve, where I just need to watch scary movies during the day. You do. I can't do <laughs> it Absolutely. anymore. Yeah, when those daytime cosmetics awards <laughs> <Yeah>. take place. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think we're ready for clips. We have one clip. Just one? What? Wow. What? I couldn't tell you the last time. We just had what one clip. F- we'll play it twice. Forwards and backwards. All right. Uh, Expendables 4 follows the Expendables as they are the world's last line of defense. And here, producer Kevin King Templeton talks about adding multiple new characters to the franchise. One of them being Megan Fox playing the love interest to Jason Stratham's character. Here we go. In order to evolve, you you can't reinvent the wheel, but you have to freshen it up. You have to put new characters in there. But these characters have to fit and they have to be right. You know, Megan was kind of uh, cast in it, and we thought the chemistry was perfect between the two of them. So, yeah, you have to, you don't have to, you don't reinvent the wheel, but you definitely polish the tires and give it a new coat. Thing sucks! Uh, the Expendables 4 is in theaters now, by the way. So they're clearly going for a Mr. and Mrs. Smith vibe with that thing. Okay. With them. It's like they're, they, they battle each other all the time, you yeah. know, so they're, and then they have passionate lovemaking. Okay. All right, that's it. That's all we got for you today, friend. We have uh, a lot happening on today's program uh, in less than an hour. Uh, we are going to have your first shot at $1,000 with Crumb Bum Cash. In less than two hours, we're going to have Jerry Seinfeld on the show today. First He's time ever. Scheduled for 9 o'clock. Shortly after that, we're going to talk to Gary Goldman, who we always love uh, chatting with. But within this hour, roughly by 8 o'clock or so, our good friend Dr. Mike is hey. stopping by today. We love Dr. Mike. Always a treat to see him and... And uh, some of us are getting our flu shots today and boosters and things like that. So uh, we're going to take a break. Come back in just a moment as the sun is coming up on what is going to be a beautiful Tuesday morning. So hang out with us. Why don't you? We'll be right back. It's officially foo season, people. And MMR is writing prescriptions this weekend to get your foo shot. Blocks of Foo Fighters all weekend and free copies of the new album, but here we are on CD. MMR VIP, head to the contest page at WMMR.com and enter for your chance to win a Foo Fighters vinyl catalog, including both black and white editions of the new album. It's new Foo for you. Ladies and gentlemen, Foo Fighters. From the station with the only cure for Foo season, 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. A little later this morning, a few things coming up. Jerry Seinfeld on the show at 9 o'clock. A little after that, we're going to talk to Gary Goldman. And in and around all that, Crumb Bum Cash, your first shot, is coming up in about 40 minutes at 8 a.m. So don't miss the opportunity to win a 1000 bucks from MMR. So we want that. All right. Did somebody call the doctor? Ladies and gentlemen, the rare treat we have only a couple times a year. <laughs> he is here in our studio from 
Fox 29 in Penn Medicine, Dr. Mike Trigliano. You know, when I come here, I, I feel home. I, I don't want to sound quaint, but but you are family. Likewise. You're just family. Yeah. I love being here. I love, with, I love you guys. We I, love you. There's nothing more wonderful than <clears throat> seeing Dr. Mike with a, a surgical glove on because you know <laughs> you're ready for business. Hey, before we get into the business, I wanted to congratulate, uh, you know, you being a me- another family member at Penn Medicine. Um, the Nobel Prize in Physiology or Medicine went to two people from uh, Penn, two doctors from what? Penn. I don't know if you saw this or not. The messenger RNA people? Yeah. 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 Yes. Uh, so, it was, uh, Dr. Drew Weissman and yes. Dr. Uh, Catalan uh, Carico so, uh, both won the Nobel Prize for 2023. So amazing. Let me tell you, uh, messenger RNA technology has changed the world and it's going to continue to change the world. And what's great about their story is that in the very beginning, nothing worked. There wasn't a lot of interest. In fact, they thought it was a dead end. Yeah. And they kept at it. Yeah. And lo and behold, comes the pandemic, and they're able to make it happen and save millions and millions and millions of lives. And it's not just vaccines for viruses. It's going to be for cancer. Yeah. It's going to revolutionize the way we treat things. That's, that's, and, I love I love being there. I mean, I, I, I my, my claim to fame at Penn is I check prostate. <laughs> but I mean, you know, uh, it's it's a it's a great place. To well, be in at. this uh, in this press release, it said two decades. Decades ago, they demonstrated that uh, the mRNA uh, could serve as a powerful tool in the fight against the greatest health challenges of our time. Yeah, and they they've stuck with it. It's taken that long, uh, but they said, uh, yeah, well, it will possibly go on for, like you said, uh, cancer and sickle cell anemia. Wow. Uh, and uh, it says the potential for this platform is nearly limitless and still being imagined. Yeah. Wow. Um, for for young people listening out there, uh, if you get passionate about science, it is so cool because it, it, it just goes on and on and technology is just... It's too cool for school, and 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 if you're out there and you, you use your medical terms now. Well, yeah. if you if you think you're a nerd, and look, I was head of the leprosy club in high school. All right, wow. I mean the bottom yeah, line yeah. is the bottom line is that if you love it and you have a passion, you could change the world. That that that's what's so cool about. It. I I feel horrible because when I was a kid, we used to pick on our leprosy club. Yeah, uh, they're yeah. Well, they're so yeah. easy. Yeah, well, yeah, when you do. A purple nurple, terrible. the nipples would come off. They would just yeah, come yeah, right yeah, off. Yeah, I feel yeah. terrible about it. <laughs> yeah, well. um, the, the, the pressing question, I don't know if, if Penn is leading the uh, the world on this. They, you know, obviously, there's a lot of incredible medical facilities here in Philadelphia. How about the research into how long a spider can live in a woman's throat? Oh, my God. Because uh, Kathy swallowed a spider um, yesterday, oh, over the weekend, a whole spider. Yeah. And she's convinced that it's laid eggs in her. <laughs> So how long do, uh, medically speaking, can an insect survive within a body? I believe no. Uh, once something gets into your stomach, like a protein, it, it's going to be dissolved from your gastric juices. Like hydrochloric right. acid, is it yeah, not? Yes, yeah, yeah. yes, your acid. The, the stomach is a very inhospitable place right. for protein and things like that. So it, it'll get broken down. It's not anywhere crawling around in it, there. it just was alive in my esophagus before yeah. it got down to the stomach. So, you know, in many countries, that's a delicacy. <laughs> All right. Absolutely. Not this one. Not my this question one. Is, is, will she 
feel the, the, the legs or the mandibles or anything like that when she poops this out eventually? Well, I'm, I'm not a uh, entomologist, okay, but right, I think it's... Checking. No, but I think okay. it's chitin, and I think the chitin uh, may or may not be broken down that totally, but you're not going to feel it uh, out, out your... Okay, out your butt. I think butt. it crawled out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my She felt a little tickle. <laughs> I was like, ooh. Now, I've seen ooh, spiders in ears. I've seen a lot of things in ears and stuff, but and if you swallow it, it ain't going to... So give us, so let's let's do a little uh, Dr. Pimple Popper action. And I know you can't violate your your medical, um, uh, you know, your 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 oath. But what have you extracted from ears? Uh, you know, because we've seen like in spiders and things of that nature. Come, oh yeah, you've all, done that. Yeah, all kinds of insects. Uh, one time, uh, a part of a hearing aid uh, was stuck in there, the little plastic nub. Yeah. Uh, so I'm looking how, in there, and I take it out with some forceps. How yeah. deep? How conceivably uh, through the something getting into the ear. Yeah. How far in could it go? How far have you seen something go? Well, up up to the tympanic membrane. Okay, yeah. which is so, a well, good distance in, right? I don't know, an inch. I mean, it depends oh, okay. on how big your head Why did I think it was longer? Uh, uh, no, no, not that long. <laughs> <laughs> well, some people have a big head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I tell you? There we go, Nick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got two inches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, now, always, you, I've always, I've never looked into the, uh, the little ear scope that you guys use. I've always wanted to take a peek and. Wait a minute. It's kind of Hold interesting. On. Can we do that? Oh. He's got one. Yay. Hey, how gross is that thing at the end of the day? Who's here? Well, they have the little oh, disposable. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Wait a minute. Yeah. Hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> Rigged for his place. Oh, wait. I got condoms. No, no, no. no. Uh, Whose ear, lo- ear can I look into? I'm right here, bro. You can bro. look at anybody. All right. I can look yes. at Casey's ear. He's got clean ears. But yeah, listen. but I want to show you how to do it. Can you come over here? Yeah, I'm not going to go sticking it in your ear. Well, no, I'm going to show you how to do it. Okay. Get over there. You go over the. Do you want him to come over to you? Yes. Both He's of you. Right there. He can... Patient is the doctor yeah, is Preston. Yeah, come on over here. Oh, okay. Oh, the doctor is Preston. Come on. Casey, yeah. head on over there. All right. I got. Well, somebody's got to man the board here. Oh, right? that's true. I guess. Yeah. Well, All right. Put a note on. Kathy. Okay. Oh yeah. Right. Right. Kathy's got beautiful ears. Now, now when right. you when you do it, we teach this, uh, especially with with little kids, because yeah. you don't want to perforate the tympanic membrane. Oh no! So. No, what you do is you hold it like this with okay. your, your, your finger there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, okay. You go in. That way you can't, like if the kid flinches. Oh, that's beautiful. Here, come over here, Nick. All right. Five-minute doctor lesson. He has a beautiful tympanic membrane. Look right in oh, okay, there. Okay, all right. Look, look in Can there. Can I ear? No, oh. look in the scope. <laughs> You nice. see it? Wait, I gotta nice. see this. I wanna. Right, come here. Come I wanna here. see a tympanic <laughs> membrane. Am I hurting you? It's cool, no, Casey. No, is it cool? Yeah. I'm just happy to All right, have a hot tympanic membrane. All right, so he's. I thought he was gonna let Preston do All that. All right, take a Dr. look. Right, he's gonna let Preston do that. Oh, oh yeah. Except we're gonna do a proctological oh, yeah. exam. Hey. Isn't that cool? Dude, you have a beautiful. Yeah. Is that an actual. Yeah. Ubo. Oh, a quick question, guys. Is that an actual yeah. screen? Is that, or are you, no, is it a magnifying no, this glass? Is, this is, no. Like a telescope. Right. See it? A microscope. Get over here. It's, I can't reach it. Man, could no, you imagine I, uh, the nightmare of having Kathy as your doctor? His grip has been increasing on my ears. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay, thank you. <laughs> See, I want to look in someone else's. Oh, all right. Look yeah. in mine. Kathy. Well, I, we need a new condom because I'm not going to stick. That thing was just in my ear. Do you have cooties? No. Oh. Well, Kathy's Kathy's has a dead bug in her throat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is that okay? Yeah. All right. Well, Kathy's got You're a lot. Sorry, I didn't know we were going to be doing. No, no, no. Uh, you asked. We we had to make it happen. <laughs> Mike, hey guys. That? No, you hold it. Okay, you do. Guys, oh, get closer to the mic. Right. Doctor. Here, hold on. Mike, what's that? Sorry, thing called? we're fighting over here. Uh, otoscope. 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 And it converts as an ophthalmoscope as well. Uh Now. 
She has a little bit of a narrowing of the ear canal. Now, did you swim in cold water there. when you were a kid? I was a diver. And mall yeah. talk or whatever, yeah. wherever the hell yeah. you go. Yeah. So cold water yes, narrowed my... Yes, it can my... narrow your ear canals when you're a kid. You see yeah, That's what, because yeah. uh, I go to the audiologist uh, every year, and it's and I have the same yeah, thing yeah, because yeah, of all yeah, the yeah. swimming I did as a kid. Really? You yeah, do? Swim, yeah, 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 yeah. So it just, it's nothing to worry about. No, in fact, a lot of men like tight ears. Yeah. But does it... Your ear canal. Does it affect hearing or anything? No. No, no, it's just a phenomenon that we see. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. All right. Who's their testicles? No, we're not doing testicles. We're doing Wait, a good mind. Who testicle? Oh, uh, that's Gary. 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 Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, okay. We're doing flu shots. Yes. Okay, so what's the story? Uh, is there, yeah. there, um, which one are they going to get wrong this year? Yeah, what are they going to get wrong no, this year? This year it's going to be very good because, remember, they look at the... Uh, what what strains were going on in the southern hemisphere? Okay, so I now obviously in preparation, we think for the camp out and stuff like that. When you're doing right. a whole bunch of, I think it's it's a wise thing to do. Preston, you've gotten the flu two years in a row, have you not? Yeah, I, think, the flu I, shot. I don't know if it was two, but for sure. Now I was never diagnosed with the flu, but it certainly was flu symptoms. I got sick. Could as it hell, have been so syphilis? Are I, they similar? I think well, that, that <laughs> I got a strain that that wasn't covered in the uh, uh, in the flu shot, and it happens. You know, yeah, I mean, but there's about thirty different. Vi- it right. could have been RSV. It could have been rhinovirus. It could have been. It didn't have to be. You know what I call it? Flulette. All right, like Russian roulette. What's that? Flulet. You take you take the risk. But well, yeah. right. Now, it's not going to prevent you from getting sick. Right. It's going to reduce the level of illness, ah. just like with the COVID vaccine. Hurrah. And because I hear this all the time, you don't get the flu from the flu shot. You might get an immune response. Right. And that's what we're talking about. Now, I want to let you know, I gave this to my son and daughter. My daughter. All right. Was, now, are they asleep when you do this? <laughs> no, my, my. Is it like? Do they think that there's like a the equivalent of a tooth fairy that no, comes in my with a daughter, hypodermic? My daughter is eleven. She's going to be twelve, and she she still gets a little. Wow. Does she get a little screaming? A, li- a little. Yeah. With a all little, with all the stuff you got going upside. on. Well, yeah, are you got you, by the way, Doctor Mike has a room full of audio animatronic monsters. Uh, I, I would think these kids would be immune to just about anything. Well, I I let. Uh, uh, Jason, give it to her. You know, I, right next. To her. <laughs> hey, tell, while you're getting that ready, he's yes. going to get this ready. Tell me about this uh, this doctor bag you have. This looks like a classic old style. Yeah, it's door to door, or I mean, uh, home home. Uh, what do they call them? Uh, home call? No, uh, house call. House call oh, doctor. Home so that, that's a, that's home a Mar- Preston. That's a Marcus Welby 2000. Yeah, yeah that, that's and, uh, <laughs> it's it's really cool. It kind of looks like the bag that uh, Otter has in Animal House. <laughs> yeah, with, uh, the, with the dildo in it. <laughs> yeah. She'll, she'll listen to this. I forgot he got that. God. Wait a minute. No, I make house calls. I do. Have you had this for a long time? Uh, since graduation. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Really? Aww. Was that a gift? That was a gift to me. Hey, where'd you go to med school? I forget. Penn. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you've been at Penn most of Forever. your career? All your career? Yeah, the I craziest thing. so much debt, I couldn't leave. Yeah. The craziest thing, you I went to, to Westchester, stay. and what is your what is your undergrad degree in? Music. Music. That's Music. crazy, yeah. right? Mike is an accomplished uh, trumpet player. Yeah. yeah. He played at the Camp Out for Hunger once. So on my first day in anatomy class, they said, where are you from? Harvard, Yale, MIT, Westchester State College. <laughs> and they said, we don't take people from Westchester. I said, well, I guess you made a mistake. Uh, I'm here. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And and the bottom line is, uh, to, to Penn's credit, uh, you know, they do take some unique individuals. Not everyone's uh, a big science person. Right. They, they take a few people. And, and the music degree, and this is for people out there listening that want to do anything in their life. You, 
you have a passion. You go for it because you never know where it's going to end up. It's true. And music, like you all know, is mm -hmm. is such a bonding experience, and it makes you be able to communicate to anybody. Yeah. With about anything. I, I, we were talking about this the other day, and I think if you can, I, I I'm I'm sad that I didn't have it in my earlier developmental years. Uh, I wanted to learn drums. I don't won't go through this tragedy of my life. Yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, but I think if you do learn music at an early age, it really helps with a lot of life skill sets. I, I think, think it so. does. Yep. Yeah. All right, here we go. All right. I'm being sterilized as we speak. Hey, Mike, what, what, uh, in the world of um, shots like this or when you're a kid or whatever, are, are there any now that need to be given in the butt? Ah, that's they a good used, question. You know, I remember yeah. as I used a kid, to get a few butt shots. Yep, I one time a uh, I had to get a penicillin shot in my butt. Oh, yeah, right. And the the nurse hit like the wrong spot or whatever. Oh, wow. I woke up the next day and I could barely get out uh, of bed. Um, so not so much vaccines anymore, at least in the adult population. Uh, in in adults, it's I'm usually things like penicillin. Yeah, uh, and and oh, yeah, uh, it's a harpoon, and I hate it because man, that's a that's like a Harpoon up, 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 up your butt. Uh, you should, you should be into muscle. Into muscle. Into the you have a lot of muscle uh, right yeah. in there. Yep. Yeah. All right. So Nick's turn to get his shot. I got mine already. Didn't feel it at all. So there you go. Done and done. Flu shot covered. So, uh, and you usually do you pick the the non dominant arm to go to because it can sometimes be a little sore afterwards or a little soreness. Okay. It's no big deal. That's and, why I went and with the people left. People usually decide what they which side they want. I never have. I never have a reaction. I never. I sometimes yeah. I will. I've gotten oh. a uh, like a, a man. Why does my arm hurt the next day? Yeah. Like, oh well, yeah, uh, I got that shot. I got there. a tetanus shot in the summertime when I, when I cut my finger with a uh, with a razor. And oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you, the, you're into cutting. Uh, I'm into <laughs> cutting. Well, that day I was. <laughs> but dude, like for days afterwards, I was like, God damn, that hurts. Tender arm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it those, may have those. been a T dap. Mm. That, the, the great uh, hip-hop artist. Oh, I like yeah. to T-dap. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> no, that covers uh, Bordetella pertussis. Mike, uh, we were talking yesterday about uh, other shots and uh, vaccinations you can get, and uh, the shingles shot came up, the sh uh, shingles vax. So uh, what is the deal for that, and uh, how old do you have to be? Right. I was just so talking to Mike about over this. 50. Yeah. You have to be over 50, and there's two shots. You get one, and then two to six months later. Now, shingles comes from having chicken pox as a child. Mm. Oh, and, and by the way, you know, the young people now get chickenpox vaccines. And, and so when they get to be 50, uh, then we will be giving them uh, 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 the same thing. That's that's the word we have. But so, so people have had shingles. 50, you get one. And then yeah. two to six months later, you get the second shot. Now that can kick your butt. OK. okay. Yeah, I got lucky. I, I, I got both of the, the shots and didn't get any reaction from it. But I did speak to a couple of people because I'd asked around about uh, getting a shingle vaccine, uh, and I, I talked to somebody who, uh, upon the second vaccination they got, it really kicked them in the ass pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, but me, I got lucky, nothing at all. So it's, you know, it's hit or miss. Some yeah, people might yeah. get a reaction from it, but... But my friend was like, look, I'm covered for shingles. Dude, I've, I've seen people who totally worth it. Who are, yeah. it. We're in the middle of having it. And it, I mean, it, it took, I remember when it took Letterman out for like a week yeah. and a half, two weeks. And, and they say it's excruciating. What is what is um, that, Mike? What, what, technically, what is shingles? What so is, shingles is the varicella virus that's in your body. It, it's there if you have chicken pox. And it will come out at times of stress or surgical procedures, anything 
What is the sensation, the pain that people get from it? Burning, lancinating pain mm. that can be unbearable. And it really gets dangerous if it's on your face near your eye. Right. Because it can get into the optic nerve and cause all kinds of problems. Okay. Right. Kathy, you thought you had it a few years ago, but it, it turns out it wasn't shingles, right? No, it was folliculitis. Oh, man. Yeah, folliculitis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My brother had shingles, though, uh, when he was younger, and it was, I mean, it was really painful. Yeah. That's, yeah. So is that, so kids, shingles with kids? You, you can get it. Now, if uh, it comes so out of the I blue, became Jackie Mason, shingles with kids? Now, yeah. one, of the, one of the famous cases, I think, I forget whether, someone had HIV. By the way, and Nick's HIV done now. HIV was what uh, led to them having an outbreak of shingles. Okay. And no one checked it, and there was a problem with that. Okay. Now, uh, Nick and I are both done. Steve is now, uh, he's rolled up his leave. He's getting his flu shot now. Dr. Mike is here uh, from Fox blood. 29 and uh, Penn Medicine to uh, remind us uh, to get a flu shot. Good idea, especially if you are uh, older. Like me! Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying Say nothing. Oh, Word <laughs> Now, you're going to get two you. shots. Right. Yeah, He's Steve's getting a second. Prevnar 20. I was with oh. an unclean woman. Oh, okay. right. What's all a right. Prevnar? That's pneumonia. That's pneumonia. the latest, greatest pneumonia shot. And when you reach a certain age, I'm not going to say. Here, let me get over here. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. All right, watch out. All right, this is the flu shot. All right. All right, we're going to do that first. Now, sir, where would you like the, your uh, flu the right. shot? Let's do it. The right. Yeah, okay. do them both. Right. Is the Prevnar also an arm shot? Yes. Okay, so you'll do the other side butt for shots. Prevnar? No butt shot. All right. We're not hey, but that's his dominant shots. arm. Don't you want in your left, Steve? Uh, it doesn't matter. Oh, I'm fine. Right. He's good. He's good like that. All right, so Mike is uh, prepping the hypodermic. A little bit of uh, little beads of liquid coming out of the end of it. And uh, the flu shot's quick and easy one. A little pinch. Not even a pinch and a burn. That's what they say when you get the... uh, when you get your blood drawn. All right, it'll pinch, pinch and a burn. Pinch and a burn. And Kathy's going, my ass. Well, I, and I don't look at it, and, and they all know, and they're like, oh, okay. You, didn't you, didn't you, don't you like pass this, right? out? You, you passed out when Jace got a shot one time, right? Oh, well, they were giving him stitches, and they put the, oh. whatever, the numbing, and it started squirting out of the wound. Oh, yeah. my God. Hey, Mike, a few people are texting in, uh, just getting back to shingles real quick. If you never had chicken pox when you were a child, should you still get that uh, vaccine? You need to be tested. You, you have to be tested? If, in fact. Say it in the microphone. Oh, hold on. You, yeah. you say it and I'll repeat it. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah. Say it into the microphone. You, you, you need, need to, to be, be tested. <laughs> what the hell you ahead, you, you, you need to be tested. <laughs> to see if you have <laughs> antibodies. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's a tag right. team right there. You guys got that, right? We need to do that as a contest sometime. <laughs> to see if you can <laughs> speak along <laughs> with someone <laughs> when they, they are trying to say something. something. Yes. Wow. Yeah. You guys win. Yeah. That was really good. <laughs> Remember the video I posted when Jace was little and he was oh, yes. crying? Yeah. That's exactly yes. what I did. That's so good. Uh, hang on. While uh, Dr. Mike is doing the um, inoculation, here, let me go to a couple of calls. Uh, I have uh, Jen who had shingles on her face one time. Hi, Jen, you're on the air. Good morning. Hi, good morning. How are you? Oh, we're doing all right. So, you can speak to what Mike was talking about about getting it on your face. I can. I was actually, I was 37, and it was a very stressful time in my life, and I started getting these terrible headaches. Um, I ended up in the hospital for a week because they didn't know what was wrong with me. They had to call an infectious disease doctor, and it was shingles on my Mm. face. I had a breakout all around my eye, my eye. I almost lost my vision. I had, it was the worst 
pain of my life. And and was this the, was this the first time you ever had a, a shingles outbreak or anything like that? Luckily, the first and only so far. Wow. So I didn't know what it was, um, but it was for it was like a ten out of ten pain. I guess <gasps> I was like, I, I you need to do something for me, please help. So it was awful. So now, I highly encourage anyone to get the vaccine if they can. Okay, absolutely. All right, thank you for the call, Jim. We appreciate it. Thank uh, you. Mike, if you've already had shingles, is it then too late to get the vaccination for it? No. Okay, I wasn't sure how that works. Uh, no, so you still get it. Okay. Um, highly, anybody that I've spoken to who has had an experience, excuse me, an experience with it has said that it's just a pain level that's uh, almost unbearable. Uh, I'm going to go to Patrick. Patrick. Uh, hi, Patrick. You're on the air. Good morning. <laughs> hey, good morning to see you guys. Good morning, it, buddy. All right, so uh, what did you want to mention to us? Yeah, so uh, I've, I've been going to Blue Ridge Rock Fest for three years in a row now. And last year and this year, uh, I actually got knocked unconscious because I'm a I'm a I'm a mosh pit junkie. Okay. And uh, in the infirmary, uh, they had given me a shot of Tordol in my uh, arm. It was my left arm last year, my right arm this year, and uh, immediately it started burning. Like it started hurting like crazy. And uh, and then like a few days afterward, and even up till now, it's like it's kind of been messing with my joints. Like what's, my, uh, what's Tordal? I don't know. Pain reliever. It's uh, it's an anti-inflammatory drug. Okay. That's Tordal. I know that. And um, it just makes sure that, like, it made sure that nothing was uh, inflamed in my neck because I, I did get hit in the neck. Twice. Wow. Wow. So, um, and, and it just, I don't know, like I said, still up to this day, it's been kind of messing with my, uh, especially my left shoulder because I have nerve damage. Wow. My shoulder. Okay. And, uh, you know, I, every time I pop it, it like it. It just doesn't feel. It feels off. Any recommendation, Mike? For yeah, for I, that's not shingles. So uh, what may have happened is uh, when they gave you the shot, it could have hit a nerve, or yeah. uh, it could just be lingering orthopedic issues in that area. I'd get it checked out. Yeah, uh, get it. Uh, yeah. Get, get uh, imaging. Maybe an MRI. See an orthopedist or a spine person. But uh, yeah. why suffer, also, man? My, uh, Don't suffer. Get it checked out. <laughs> Yeah, my uh, my my fiance also she had shingles right after COVID, so she had COVID for the second time. Yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're listening. Yeah, sorry, I thought I. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and and she had shingles right after it, or uh. possibly during it too, and it was like I I I I could not go through that. I she was in so much pain the entire time, and I just. I, I tried to do everything I could, but it's, I mean, it, it was, it was horrible. It's, wow. It sucks. Right. Yeah. The shingles is definitely something that uh, Thanks, anyone Patrick. I've ever known who's had it. Wow. No one goes, yeah, thumbs up. You got to do it. It's awesome. By the way, you mentioned hitting a nerve with a needle. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And the other thing is, uh, sometimes if you give the shot <laughs> turning yellow. into the joint, so yeah. you have to go right into the deltoid uh, triangle. Right. And if you go too high, <laughs> you go into the joint, then yeah. you can cause a bursitis. I've gotten, uh, so I have arthritis in my left shoulder, and I got uh, cortisone. Dude, they got to go in. I, I couldn't believe, the first time it hurt. The second time, I was like, dude, you need to stop whatever you're doing right now, because I mean, they're going into the joint. Well, And know? it's a needle, Ooh. and you don't want to move, right? I, looked, mm-hmm. I, I will tell you this, uh, Mike, hurt. and this is, a, you're, you're the most gentle I've ever had, I have to say. You're, I mean, I've had some oh, top-level phlebotomists, but your uh, your needle technique is 
is superlative. I, I hear that a lot. Yeah. Uh, is well, it in yet? Do you, I, you know, I, I mean. Do you ever do blood draws? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good one, Jay. Yeah. So, Casey, did you say I it was cortis- cortisone that you got? Yeah. I have one in my knee one time. That is a mm-hmm. weird ass sensation, uh-huh. man. Now that goes into the joint. Yeah. What I'm saying it's is, weird. when you get a, sh- a vaccination, yeah. you don't want to go up too far up in the shoulder It'll because that should not go It'll in the it. joint. So, the purpose, though, correct me if I'm wrong. A lot of times, this medication is supposed to reside in the arm. Then, right? Intramuscular. Right. Right. Most right. shots right. are intramuscular. Right. And is, is, is the, the purpose is, from there, do they spread around the body? Are they supposed to? So what happens is it creates an immune response right. from your body. And then it produces antibodies. And then when you are faced with the real deal, then your body is ready to pounce. Okay. So uh, you had mentioned about the COVID vaccine. Mm-hmm. Now, most people in this country have either had COVID gotten vaccinated or both. And so there's a lot of debate right now about, you know, who should get the booster. And right. I've been hanging out with Dr. Offit, Paul Offit. He is a wonderful guy. He's at Children's Hospital. He's on the FDA panel. And you know, basically, look, it's easy. If you're very elderly, you have a organ transplant, you're very sick, you should get it. If you're being treated for cancer, if you're around someone like that, you should probably we are. get it. Yeah. But, you know, the thing is, if you're young and healthy, his view is, look, uh, yeah, it's an individual decision. And Mike, Mike, the thing that we talk about, and I agree, I agree. I, it's everyone's personal decision to do it the way they see it and obviously take all the environmental considerations into consideration. But I tell you, I mean, if we don't get a check from Dr. Neil Med at some point, uh, the, oh, the nasal oh. and, and I do that all the time. Yes. And ever since I've done that, and I'm telling you, if you're listening at home, ah, go, go gather the family around the radio. I'm telling you, I've been using this stuff for years. As per Dr. Mike's request, it was years ago at the Camp Out for Hunger. Mike, how do I keep my voice throughout the Camp Out for Hunger? Steve, here you go. Well, I am the, in fact, I have become the master now. I do it more than you do every day. I do the Neomed rinse all the time. And I've never gotten a cold since then. Right. And I've, I never had COVID. And because Correct me if I'm wrong, but the point of entry of most disease is through the nose, correct? Yes. And nasal lavage. Na- All right. Lavage. Yes. Nasal great, lavage. Great burlesque dancer from the 20s. <laughs> nasal lavage. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What's wrong with nasal lavage? It's a beautiful thing. And and, oh, yeah. and when you do it, what it does is it loves nasal lavage. Nasal lavage. dance like no other woman. It works, man. I do it twice a day. But uh, you turn me on to it. Mike, I'm, I'm the biggest prophet of this because I swear to God you will notice a difference. Difference. Yes. Oh, absolutely. No question about it. For anyone that has allergies, ragweed is a big thing right now. Yes. Do the Neil Ma- Well, any kind of nasal lavage. I don't work for the... I have nothing to do with it. No, and, but, I, right, I, but I swear. And you can find them anywhere in any... Anywhere. Anywhere. Just don't use tap water because you don't, don't want... Talking about things going in you. Yeah. You don't want an amoeba. I have, going right. into your I have four brain. gallons of distilled water at home that I yes. use, and, and that's what I do, and it's been a blessing yes. for years, and if you've heard me over the past couple of years at the campouts, various campouts, I've kept my voice pretty much intact. Right, and you don't uh, forget the packet. Have no. you ever done that? 
No, I uh, for the saline pack. Yeah. Oh, dude, I've got I've got the Fort Knox saline packets at home. No, I'm, I know. I'm good to go, yeah. You forget sometimes. It, like oh, it, you'll hate. I've them. got it in my bag. It yeah, yeah, it'll it burn the hell. Oh, yeah, it oh hurts. my yeah, god. Yeah. yeah, because it's hypotonic. Oh my god, it'll blow your skull off. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. Not... I didn't understand what was happening when I forgot. Like, I did forget yeah. the packet no, one the time. Salt... And... Uh, make makes it what we call isotonic. It doesn't, uh, it, you know, cells in your nose don't like plain old water up there because it'll burn like hell. Oh, so sure what you need to do is is put the packet in. Yeah. So real quick, back to shingles. This is so weird. A, a friend of ours, Brittany Taylor, um, just posted on her Instagram stories that she just got back from Disney and was diagnosed with um, shingles on her eye. So, oh, very dangerous. Uh, I know. Right so, so what does, what does she, she, she have? She needs to see an ophthalmologist get started on valve. Valtrex, Val Acyclovir right away. And uh, that will hopefully help it not get to the optic right, nerve? Right, but she needs to be seen by okay. an ophthalmologist. That's what I do in wow. my practice. Do you okay. think her boobs are going to be okay? Oh. I hope so. Well, hopefully what? she's going to be all right, man. That's That can be serious. So, uh, wow. Okay, well, listen, I've been given a wrap-up segment. We got it because we got to stay uh, on for uh, Crumb Cash is coming up. Could you possibly time. love Dr. Mike anymore? No, it's, it's impossible to love this guy more than we I love I love him. you guys. Yeah. Love you. I love you. Love you. Uh, so flu shot, get it now, right? Get it now. Now's the time. If you're uh, older, you want to talk about Prevnar. If you are over 60, you want to think about RSV, especially if you have lung problems. And then if you're one of those people that would benefit from the COVID booster, get it. And shingles uh, vaccine if you've well, had uh, if chicken pox, too. Well, if you're over 50, get right. Excellent. Shendricks. Thank you. We got his music, his outro music. Oh, we got to can't let the man come leave on, without man. that. Come on. Dr. Mike Sirigliano. Fox 29 and Penn Medicine, the the amazing. The, he's, he's an angel. He saved my life. Yep, he's the best. All right, we are going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second. We'll do Crumb Bum Cash and the Bizarre File when we get back. So stay with us. Is your phone an app hole? You know, full of useless apps taking up space? Well, get rid of them and get the WMMR app. You can listen to us wherever you go, get important alerts, and so much more. Because, after all, the world needs less app holes. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. A reminder that today is Tattoo Tuesday, so your opportunity to win a Preston and Steve Show themed tattoo is waiting for you. Just text the word tattoo to 39333. And you might win that $350 gift certificate from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. So do it now. And while you do that, we'll do this. No. WMMR presents.
presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. Brought to you by the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. You can join our very own Nick McElwain and Team Luke in the LLS Light the Night Walk. It's Saturday, October 28th at the Philadelphia Museum of Art Steps. And you can visit the events page on WMMR.com and join Team Luke or donate. We'll start with this. A couple who visited one of Disney World's water parks for what was supposed to be a joyous 30th birthday celebration have filed a lawsuit alleging the trip was ruined by an extremely painful wedgie. Oh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) During a 2019 visit to the Typhoon Lagoon at Orlando's Walt Disney World Resort, (laughs) Emma McGinnis says that she, her daughter, and her mom took a ride on the Humunga Cowabunga, (laughs) a 200-foot water slide. I knew it was a water slide. Which riders plummet down five stories in the dark before shooting out of the pool of water. Oh boy. The suit says at the top of the slide, riders are instructed to cross their legs and at the ankles. Riders are not told why their ankles need to be crossed, the importance of doing so, or the risks of injury if one's ankles become uncrossed. Nor are riders informed that the force of the water in the pool can, quote, push loose garments into a person's anatomy, an event known as a wedgie, the suit continues. Because of a woman's anatomy, the risk of painful wedgie is more common and more serious than it is for a man. So you get a butt wedgie and a ninja boot. Unfortunately, that's exactly what happened. The suit says when McGinnis became briefly airborne toward the end of the slide and suffered such a hard landing in the pool that she required hospitalization for serious injuries. She's been left with permanent injuries, the suit says, including damage to her internal organs and has suffered scarring, mental anguish, loss of the capacity of enjoyment of life, expensive hospitalization and medical care, and loss of earnings, all of which injuries uh, are either permanent or continuing in nature. And what's the name of the ride again? Uh, it's called the Humunga Kawabunga. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> How do you not laugh in court when that name comes up? <laughs> and the couple, by the way, are asking for at least $50,000 in damages. Uh, well, wow, that's actually... Uh, kind of low for yeah. an American lawsuit. Yeah. Uh, they argue the slide is unsafe and unreasonably dangerous, and mm. Disney was negligent because it didn't advise riders of the potential risk or the need to wear garments that would prevent wedgies. We want to be fair about this, Your Honor. Her cooter was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> I rest my case. Yeah, it was no walk in the park before the ride, but certainly you understand. All right, in uh, St. Louis, a woman is charged with felony assault after allegedly driving away from an argument and traveling several miles with her husband still on the hood of the car. (laughs) You just hope to see that one day. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Prosecutors charge 38-year-old Stephanie Boyd with first-degree domestic assault. Uh, Police investigation showed Boyd and her husband got into an argument at their home. Uh, She then allegedly got into the car to leave and drove off with her husband on the hood. The investigation showed that Boyd drove on Interstate I-70, which she traveled for 4.6 miles before exiting. You remember the show T.J. Hooker, right? Of course. That was part of every T.J. Hooker, him riding on the hood of the car. During the drive, she passed through a construction zone and drove recklessly with her spouse on the hood. An officer saw the vehicle pass near him in the intersection and attempted a traffic stop. Uh, Police said Boyd did not pull over for another half mile, so she is in trouble. Jerome Mulligan has been sentenced for threatening to kill his neighbors, but will not serve a single day in prison. Instead, he's going to be right back where he started, across the street from his victims. After pleading guilty to retaliation against a witness or victim and a misdemeanor charge of terroristic threats, he is set to spend nine months 
on house arrest oh. and five years on probation. That's rubbing right salt the in the yeah. Uh, there is a no contact order throughout his sentence. So one of the neighbors, Tyler Rupert, said it is uh, it's very on edge to live here. Uh, Mulligan and Rupert's family live across the street from each other in uh, the borough of Seven Fields, Pennsylvania. Rupert says that Mulligan surprisingly started threatening his family in incidents last year. He said, "One call and you're dead. Your family is dead." That's what he said to you're him. Dead. Rupert, who has two kids with his wife, has said that such threats happened while he was uh, sitting on the front porch using an iPhone or answering emails. The defendant would at times be armed, he said. In one incident, Mulligan was sitting on the hood of a car and staring down Rupert from across the street. Uh, police received images of the defendant from the family's security footage. Uh, police reportedly said that the defendant told them that he believed his neighbor was pointing a laser into his home as well. Uh, Rupert, however, said he had no idea why Mulligan would do all of this. So uh, there, is there any step-off point where he became a lunatic? He said that's the biggest question. We have never actually spoken to Jerry, never said a word to him. Maybe that's it. He feels they're not social. Uh, Rupert said it's unfortunate that his punishment is house arrest and it doesn't really solve our problem or that we are asking for it to be different because he's still there every single day. So we're looking at the mugshot of this goon and this is exactly the face you would not want to see looking out the window across the street. Yep. All right, how about a man you don't want to run into? Uh, A man who killed and ate a man has been released Uh, back into the public life after 10 years. What? Have you ever eaten anybody? (laughs) Well, yes, and I'm, I'm embarrassed. Now, this is really going to gross you guys out. Right. Tyree Smith from Bridgeport, Connecticut, killed a homeless man and then ate his brain and eyeballs, according to the uh, officers. Uh, the horrific case made headline news with Smith found not guilty of murder by reason of insanity after a July 2013 trial. In lieu of a stint behind bars, he was ordered to committed to a state psychiatric hospital for 60 years. But now, 10 years after the incident, the state psychiatric security review board said that Smith is ready to be transitioned back yay! into the Unity. Okay. I like your eyes. Uh, he's and been your brain. released from the facility, Connecticut's most secure, by the way. Uh, he'll be living in a group home and is not allowed to associate with anyone involved in any criminal activity. Now, wh- what do you not do? I don't eat anybody's brains or eyes. Uh, the board stated in its report, Tyree Smith is an individual with psychiatric illness, requiring care, custody, and treatment. Since his last hearing, he has continued to demonstrate clinical stability. Mr. Smith is uh, medication compliant, actively engaged in all all recommended forms of treatment and has been symptom-free for many years. So they're saying it's okay to let him out. Now, during the trial... When have they ever been wrong? His cousin, Nicole, claimed that he arrived at her Connecticut home uh, in December 2011 talking about Greek gods and ruminating about needing to go out and get blood. Mm-hmm. When she saw him the next evening, she noticed what appeared to be specks of blood on his pants and that he was carrying chopsticks and a bloody axe. I apologize <laughs> to anyone who's been offended by my fictional creations, Chrysogon, the philosopher of evil, and the skull sealer. Smith then allegedly told Rab that he killed a man and ate his brains in the Lakeview Cemetery while drinking Saki and grimly warned that he intended to eat more people. A month later, police found Angel Gonzalez's mutilated body in the vacant apartment where Smith had lived as a child. Police later recovered the bloody axe and an empty bottle of sake in a stream bed near Boston Avenue Cemetery. I am blown away that sake is his drink of choice. The defense's case rested on the testimony of Yale University psychiatrist Dr. Rena Kapoor, who testified that Smith has kept his lust for human flesh after his arrest, even offering to eat her. 
Kapoor claimed that <laughs> Smith suffered from psychiatric incidents since childhood and heard voices told him to kill people. And she then said his voices ordered him to uh, eat the victim's brain so that they would get a better understanding of human behavior. Listen, we're, we're fairly sure his lust for human flesh is mitigated. And also eat the eyes. That, yeah. that way he could see into the spirit realm. So this guy's back out. Yeah, uh, yeah, just yeah, a heads yeah, up he's on great. Him. He's working for Century Twenty One, living in the Connecticut area. Wow, I was not familiar with that story. No, to me that seems like it's a it's a it's a match waiting to be lit. All right, uh, it is eleven minutes after eight o'clock. That means you've got a roughly four minutes left to enter the word credit for the Crumbum Cash contest. So make sure that you do that now. The word again is credit, C R E D I T. So enter that now. We're going to take a break. Don't forget, coming up nine o'clock, Jerry Seinfeld, yes. on our show, and then right. After that, we're going to our good friend Gary Goldman. We've got some great people to talk to yeah. this morning. Be back in just a moment. Stay with us. WMMR. We've been waiting all year for fall activities. Hey, it's Kathy Romano. I think fall is a great time to get out of the house and enjoy all the season has to offer. I just posted these fall activities on PrestonandSteve.com. And it's got tons of fun options, including great family activities for the kids and stuff for adults to enjoy as well. Things like weekend harvest festivals, do-it-yourself fall decor workshops, unique haunted attractions, and more. You can check out my latest fall activities at PrestonandSteve.com. From Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors, and 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks your fall. Fall activities. I want to uh, to mention why I sent that song out to Eric Eisenman. I got an email. Email from uh, Tina Demeglio. Uh, she and John, who were Eric's friends, um, uh, had written me about Eric. He passed away. He had a battle with cancer, and he's actually been in our studio before. He was a percussion director at Ridley High School, and he was here with Ridley High School and the band to perform for the Puppy Pooper Bowl oh, halftime oh. performance. And they wrote me this story to let me know that uh, he leaves behind his wife Stephanie and a six-year-old boy named Jackson. <sighs> And also, Eric had a chronic Crohn's disease, and uh, Eric, it says in the email, was unable to secure life insurance and his family uh, because of that. I don't know or, or what the deal was. Anyhow, um, they're left with steep uh, costs for the funeral and obviously for carrying on after him. So there's a GoFundMe campaign that's been set up, um, and so we have that on uh, PrestonandSteve.com on the uh, community page. And uh, Eric was a massive Rush fan, uh, is what uh, Tina had wrote yeah. to me. So I wanted to send wow. that out and also wanted to make sure we post that information for people if they can, you know, hand out a little bit of money maybe uh, to help out the family. During sure. This unbelievably difficult time they're going through. So if you can, that's great. Or if you can think about them, that'd be wonderful as well. So I uh, just wanted to pass that information along. So sorry to hear about that. Yeah, absolutely. Terrible news. Um, uh, on the other end, I do have another butt plug to mention. This is a, for a charity event. Um, the Fill a Trunk event is coming up for yes. Camp Out for Hunger. Oh, my God. Uh, which will be here before you know it. Uh, we start broadcasting live on November 13th. Uh, and the Fill a Trunk event, um, our good friend Jeff Walton is the one who sets us up. Originally, he was it was Fill a Frunk. It was all the Porsche clubs. Well, now it's every car club in the area that gets together and they do this the day before uh, the Camp Out for Hunger. Yeah, it's, it's uh, honestly, he is 
have been so proactive about this yeah. thing and running the whole damn thing. It, it's amazing. Uh, it'll be at the Wells Fargo Center. It says uh, the Mainline Cars and Coffee. Uh, and uh, it says uh, Cars and Coffee, Mini Autocross, 50-50. So a bunch of stuff he's got planned. Uh, and if you want to get your group together and be a part of this, it's wonderful. Everybody fills up their, their trunks, their frunks, their beds with uh, non-perishable food items. We actually get the food. It's you know it's not just the money, but the actual yep. Yep. food that comes in from this event. So we have posted that as well on PrestonandSteve.com if you would like to uh, take a look at that and get yourself ready. You can also go to fill a trunk, spelled with a P-H, fillatrunk.com because uh, Jeff has got it all set up and he's got it down to a science. It's an amazing setup and we'll we'll give more lip service to this uh, at some point. we got to get uh, Jeff on as well to promote this. Yeah, so I've been to, to one of them. So, you know, obviously with everything happening the week after, it becomes problematic but uh, and they, it was amazing. I mean, a live band, there was it was like a, a full-blown carnival. It was amazing. Bless well, you, bless you guys. Thank you, everybody. That's right. So, uh, just for the hell of it, I want to try something out. Okay. When Dr. Mike was in here a second ago, <laughs> Steve, you started doing that thing that you've done for years on this program, which is when someone is speaking, right, right. you try to say the exact same, same thing, thing that they, they are, are going, going to say, say at the same, same time. time. <laughs> And never, never fails to, to crack, crack me up. up. Yes, this is. <laughs> I think we can make a contest out of this. I hope we can. So what I'd like to do is we're going to do. I I, I, just, I came up with a name too. Uh, uh, double talk trivia. Okay, that sound all right? All right? Is that, uh, like the old Roman uh, double talk trivia? Yeah, yeah double yeah. talk trivia. I don't yeah. know. Uh, so what we'll do is I have some simple trivia questions. Right. But what we can do is we can get a caller on the line. And I'll pick each one of you from the show. As I ask the question, you try to double speak along with me. What you think? You guys won't know what the trivia question is, okay. and you try to say it along with me, which is going to make it sound confusing, and that's going to be d- the difficulty for the listener to try and uh, get the answer correctly. This is a litmus test. Yeah. You at home have the power to determine whether this actually goes into the roster contest we play from here on in. It may be terrible. If you drop the ball, I don't want to put the weight of you, the caller, uh, on on you, but you can be responsible for a main contest we do or you can kill it. Yeah, and we can we can gauge it against uh, the cowbell game and see how much... <laughs> All right, uh, here we go again. So I am I a staunch defender <laughs> of the cowbell game. I've key, I keep. I know you have a few sitting in the queue. I do. I, I want to revisit that. I enjoyed it. it. All right. Well, we will. We will eventually do that again. I do have a few sitting in the queue. So we have a variety of prizes. I'm not sure what all we're going to give oh, away. Yeah. We got this and that. So yeah, this and that. We'll we'll just try this and that kind of thing. Yeah. We'll, we'll just try a handful of these, and if it if it you know if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I, uh, then we can move on to like you know the, the noticer or something like that. And then we got Jerry Seinfeld coming up, so we have things to get yeah. to. But I thought this might be fun. I'm always looking for a contest, a new contest, an that angle. We can do. <laughs> Uh, and so we'll try this one out. 215-263-WMMR is the number. And, uh, yeah, we'll try you know, this it's, out. it's funny that you mentioned this because the other night, um, what, what was I watching? Uh, it involves sign language. And I really would love to learn sign, sign language. Um, but um, the uh, the ability to read lips. Um, yeah. And, I, and so sometimes I'll turn down the sound <laughs> and see if I can discern, you know. <laughs> it, it's, it's very difficult. It oh, is. Yeah. It's very difficult. Yeah, right. People have that ability. I can understand why some people would demure from learning that because it, it seems almost impossible. Yeah. But people can do it and who do it well, do it amazingly. There's Hal- a whole Seinfeld episode based on yeah. reading lips. Yes, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
All right. These are very simple. These are kind of the questions that I would use for drop quiz, which are really, really easy, but it's going to be harder because we're, we're doing, putting double speak on top. So it's double, right. double talk trivia. All right. We're going to get callers online. 215-263-WMMR. Uh, we'll try Jessica out first. Hi, Jessica. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. All right. So, Steve, you want to do it first? I'll try it first. Yes. You're, you're probably the best at this. So do you understand the concept, Jessica? Yeah. I don't know okay. if I'm the best. I'm the most obnoxious person, and that's why I do it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's try out. We'll do an easy one. You ready? Here okay, we go. Let's go. This is the this is the beginning. Here we go. Michael, Michael Jordan, Jordan famously promoted what shoe, shoe company? Okay. That, now I'm getting it. Okay. Do another one. No, no, no. She's yes, got to answer that. And no matter how messy it sounded, you have to try and answer that, Jessica. Oh. I didn't hear the last part of it. Wait, uh, no, we can't. because no, I already know it. Yeah. Oh, so it's just one time. One shot at it, yeah. Technically, uh. too. See, it works better when it's longer, too, I think. If you have a longer clip. No, these are all oh, fairly okay. short. Okay. So. All right. Sorry, Jessica. Uh, gotta let you go. All right. And you can't, no. Uh, now I can't repeat it. All right. So you gotta uh, go around the room. Yes. Yeah. With the same one? No. No, 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 no. Different question, different person. The answer to that was Nike. Nike. Yes. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) All right, right. Casey. All right. We'll go with you next. All right, we're going to go to Brianna. Stop Stop it. Brianna. Hey, what? Oh, and we couldn't say that together? (laughs) I wasn't paying attention. (laughs) Like the one thing we all say together together. at the same time. All right, this All is right. Casey. Shut up! <laughs> this is going well, very well. This is his idea. All right, All right. All right. Now, hang on. We gotta wait for the question. I will All say, right. ready, go. Okay. All right, okay. Brielle, uh, you understand how this works? Yes. No matter what, you try to answer this question, okay? Got it. Okay, ready, Case? Yes. Okay, go. go. What, what is, is the, name the name of, of the protective, protective outer, outer layer, layer of trees? trees. Oh, God. Yeah, I only got half of that. I couldn't get the ending of it. Answer it. Do you want to try to guess? I think you could repeat that one. We're not repeating. (laughs) Nope. All right. Uh, Can I guess? Yeah. Bark? Yes! Kathy got it. Okay. All right. right. Let's try another. (laughs) We'll go to Justin. Hey, Justin. Good morning to see you. Good morning, it, my friend. All right, so, uh, Nick, you going to do this one with me? Sure. All right, let's try. These are kind of, I'm keeping them kind of short. All right. All right, Nick, here we go. Okay, go. What, what type, type of, of acid, acid is produced, produced by, by lemon? Nevin- <laughs> <laughs> Nick, you suck at it. I, oh, my God. My first time playing. I, I don't know. The answer is Spider-Man. <laughs> no? Is that right? No. At least try it. Thank oh, you for trying to answer. No, the answer <laughs> was <laughs> lemon. What was the question? The question, the question was... <laughs> What, what type, type of, of acid, acid is, is produced, produced by, by lemon? Oh, actually, the answer is citric, citric acid. acid. Sorry. Yeah, the, the answer was not lemon. Everybody knows yeah. that. That's why they got that wrong. Okay. Okay. Kathy, you ready to try <laughs> right, this? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. okay. <laughs> really good. We're going to, we're going to Jimbo. Hi, Jimbo. Good morning. I want to fight you. I want to fight you. All right. I'm going to try to keep this simple. I want to fight you. All right. Here we go. Okay. Go. Which, Which U.S. US state, state is, is the, the smallest, smallest state, state of, of the, the Union? U.S. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I believe it's Rhode Island. He got it! Yeah! Nice. Yes! That is correct. Jimbo, here's what we have for you. 
You, Preston, you want to do this with me? You have a pair of tickets as MMR Rocks Getty Lee. He's doing it. My effing life in conversation with a special guest interviewer and fan Q&A. This is going to be on Wednesday, November 15th at the Met Philadelphia. Tickets go on sale on Friday at 10 a.m. Every ticket purchased includes a copy of the long-awaited memoir. Go to WMMR.com for complete info and another chance to win tickets. Jimbo, that's awesome, man. Hang on, Jimbo. We'll get your information. All right, Steve, we're back to you. There you go. And we'll get uh, Mike. Hi, Mike. Mike, good morning. (laughs) All right, Mike. We're going to try this out on you. You ready? Yeah. All right. Okay, go. Go. Sonny the Cuckoo Bird was was cuckoo cuckoo for what breakfast cereal? Cuckoo Puff. Yes! Hang on, Mike. All right, Mike. You also got a pair of tickets as MMR Rocks Getty Lee, my effing life in conversation with a special guest interviewer and fan Q&A. That's going to be Wednesday, November 15th at the Met Philadelphia. I suggest you come to the camp out first and then you head on down Broad Street. Tickets go on sale for this event on Friday at 10 a.m. Every ticket purchase includes a copy of a long-awaited memoir. And you can go to WMMR.com for all the information and another chance to win tickets. And if you end up going to the show, might maybe fire off an email or a, a, a tweet or something and suggest that Getty Lee drop by the camp out for hunger yes. on his way yes. into town. That'd be nice. All right. Um, okay. Okay. Let me... Let me uh, uh, <laughs> all right. We have uh, hey, Jen. You start to lose... Am I talking first or are they talking first? <laughs> Hi, Jen. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. All right. We're playing uh, Double Talk Trivia. You ready to try this? <laughs> okay. All right. It's going to be me and Casey. All right. We're going to do this. Okay. Go. What's the, the most, most popular, popular animal, animal that, that is eaten before, before it is born and, and eaten after it's dead? Oh, jeez. Um, a lion. A what? lion? No! What's a chicken? <laughs> well, listen, I'm going to grab a, a lion patty on the way home. Thanks, Jen. I, a, yeah, don't bother cooking. We'll grab some lion on the way home. Yeah, you want a lion egg omelet? <laughs> it was a chicken. <laughs> You guys are making fun of her as if she was like, this is an easy contest. It was an she, easy she, At least she guessed an animal. Saying, You're telling me this is impossible, Lion? <laughs> uh, she guessed an animal. I give her credit for that. No, okay. she did a phenomenal job. All right, we'll go no, next. We'll go next to Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Kevin, good morning. Good morning. Oh, he's, he's, he's practicing. <laughs> All right, okay. Kevin, it's me and Nick. You ready? Ready. All right, and... Go. What, what is, is the, the most, most common, common trick that pet dogs, dogs, dogs perform? Or forming. <laughs> Dude. You didn't even get one. What did you say? Sit. Yes, yes sit. That is correct. I, I propose this. You want to try three people? Oh, my God. Yes. Yes, let's some, do it. Oh hang on a second. Read some trivia. I say we all, it's everybody, not everyone. Menage a trivia. All right. Let's do three and then see how we can build. That's well, first of all, Kevin. I don't, we, we have to build up to a daisy chain. Yeah, we uh, we got you a case of New Belgium Voodoo Ranger Hard Charge Tea. Sometimes the easiest choice is the hardest, including ah. Voodoo Ranger's Hard Charge Tea with 7% ABV in every delicious sip. Okay. 
All right, I got a bunch of these trivia questions. Uh, I don't want to burn through them all, though. Maybe we'll do a couple more here. Uh, are, are you are you encouraged? I'm I'm enjoying it. All right, and Nick, what are what are the text messages? Oh, uh, they're uh, actually people are liking it, okay. except that uh, some people are suggesting this might be the end of the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, uh, it's Evan next. Hey, Evan, good morning. Yo, Presbo. Yo, buddy. All right, so me and Kathy are going to try this one out on you. You ready to go? All right. All right. This is a longer one, Kat. Okay. Well, perfect. Okay, so here we go. Ready and go. In the 1994 movie, The Lion King, who narrated the voice of Mufasa, Simba's father? Uh, James Earl Jones. Yeah! Kathy's good. You're good at it, Kat. All right, hang on, Evan. Evan, you got a case of new Belgian Voodoo Ranger hard-charged tea. Sometimes the easiest choice is the hardest. Introducing Voodoo Ranger's hard-charged tea with 7% ABV in every delicious sip. Mm-hmm. Right. We will go next to uh, Brian. Hey, Brian. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy. All right, so let me come up. I have to go through these mm-hmm. questions and see which one makes sense for this particular contest here. How about, let's do this one. All right. Who, who's <clears> playing? It's you. Oh, man. Yeah, it's go. you, Steve. Sorry about that. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> <laughs> and go. No. What's, What's the, the ballet term? For a 360-degree turn on, on the one gun. foot. <laughs> uh, pirouette? Yes! yes! Nice! See, I was purposely trying to jam that up a bit. <laughs> Brian got it. All right, Brian, you want a pair of passes and complimentary concessions for an advanced screening of Netflix's newest comedy, Old Dads. It's going to be on Monday, October 16th at 7 p.m. at the Bryn Mawr Film Institute, and it's going to be hosted by myself. And this is Bill Burr's directorial debut, available on Netflix Netflix uh, beginning on uh, October 20th, 2023, just in case you want to know right. uh, what year. What year uh, is that coming out? Yeah, uh, <laughs> go to WMMR.com for more chances to win tickets. Okay. A um, couple more here real quick. Yeah, a couple of songs. A couple of songs. Let's see. Shane was next on the line. Hi, Shane. Shane, are you there, bud? Yeah, I am. All right, Shane. It's going to be me and Casey. Ready to try out uh, Double Talk Trivia? Yes. Are you ready, Shane? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes, I am. All right, Casey. Here we go. Ready and go. John Jacob Astor died on the maiden voyage of which ship? The Mayflower. No, not the Mayflower. Sorry, it was the Titanic. Titanic. Yes. Excellent guess. The maiden voyage. Of course, when the Mayflower sunk. Yeah. And <laughs> the Pilgrim's Mayflower. Yeah, they didn't make it Celine there. Celine Dion. <laughs> all right. We'll do we'll do two more. That way we get through everybody. All right. uh, I want to do one with all of us. Can we do the yeah, last we can one do with that. all, all right. of us? Make it the next one. All right. We'll do... Uh, all right. What? <laughs> all right. Is this right. the last one? This the last just, one. Just you and me? No, this would be everybody. everybody. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wait, wait, I wait. wanted to try again. Yeah, what should no. I do? Or, okay, look, look, Nick look, will do one more. Right, right, just the three of us, four of us, all me right. and you. Okay. All right. uh, Krista, <laughs> hi. Hello. All right, Krista, you ready to play? Uh, yes, I'll try. Just right. me. Is it you and uh, Nick? Just me and Nick. All right, yeah. all right. All right ready luck. and go. Timothy, Timothy Dalton. Dalton. 
and, and Pierce, Pierce Brosnan have, have both played, played which, which character? character? That was good. Uh, ooh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sounded like she was going to say it. Nice, Krista. Hang on a second. We knew it. Here's what we have for you. Krista, you have a case of the new Belgium Voodoo Ranger Hard Charge Tea. Sometimes the easiest choice is the hardest introducing Voodoo Rangers Hard Charge Tea with 7% ABV in every delicious sip. Okay. Um, Then I need one really good one for all of us to try and say together. Uh, Hang on a second. Next time we do this, I will compile... Uh, the questions and have them ready, but I'm just kind of digging through these right now. Um, no, that's not a good one. We, we want a good one to add on here. Okay. We always want the best. Yes. There's no way you guys would be able to do that. We're going to do it. Oh, yeah. we're, doing it. we're doing okay. it anyway. All right. Let's do it. You watch. Okay. No matter All what. Right. Uh, let's you, get. You challenge us? Yep. Let's we come back harder. Mm-hmm. Let's get uh, Andrew on. Hey, Andy! Andrew. All right, everyone all together. Uh, yep. <laughs> hey, what? See, we can you. do it. Thank go. you. All right, Andrew, everybody's going to do this one together. This is going to be the most difficult one. You ready to try it? I'm ready. All right, all right. here we And go. How, How is, is it likely amplification by simulation emission of radiation better known? That's a really hard one. I got it. We could probably do that one again. It wouldn't matter. I know what it is. Well, I'm sure you do. You saw my mouth moving, so. (laughs) You want to try it again? Yeah. This is last time. We'll do it twice since it's everybody. Here we go. And go. How is light amplification by stimulation of radiation better known? As. I have no idea. Oh, the answer is laser. 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 Light laser. amplification by stimulated emission of radiation. Oh, that's that what was... it stands for? Yeah. yeah. Laser's an acronym? Yes. You didn't know that? No. Yeah. You think you know that, just a product no. brand? Okay. Sorry, Andrew. You looked at me like, you idiot. No, no, okay. I didn't. I looked at you like, I didn't know I either. Didn't either. <laughs> See, and you learn stuff as well. So, all right. What do you guys think? Uh, I, I thought it was fun. I, thought it was fun. I also want cowbell, though. I don't want this to replace no, no, cowbell. No, no, it won't replace cowbell, okay. but, but we now have a new game. All right. Double Talk Trivia right here on the Preston Steve right. Show. All right. So I think we should take a break because we have Jerry Seinfeld coming up in about 15 minutes. Yep. So we thank you for participating in this uh, experiment. Yes. And uh, I think we got a winner on that one. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll come back when we return. Like I said, Jerry Seinfeld on our program. After him, our good friend Gary Goldman yes. as well. So stick around. We'll be right back. Threw out all your radios for a fancy speaker that talks back to you? Well, don't forget, you can still listen to us by saying, open MMR. You can even tell it you want to wake up to MMR, just like your grandpa's clock radio used to. Imagine that. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoop in and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. 
Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I want to give a heads up because on Thursday, uh, Casey is headed out with the MM Army, and it is a Bud Light Thursday night kickoff. You're back in Westchester again. Yeah, I love it. Uh, <laughs> it's really it's great. It really is. Saloon 151 this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be from uh, 7 to 9 p.m., yep. and there's going to be beer specials, $4 Bud Light bottles during uh, the games, uh, and lots of free MMR swag. And in fact, Casey's going to have a chance for you to win a pair of uh, Eagles tickets for the November 5th game against. Dallas. Oh! Courtesy oh. of well, Bud Light. That's a high-profile game. Uh, yep, must be present to win. Uh, 21 and over and all that good stuff. So, um, yeah. yeah. Dude, and by the way, the uh, the jerseys, not the jerseys, but the shirts that we have to give away this yeah. year are awesome. Are they? I haven't seen yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, Super really nice. slick, nice-looking jerseys. I was telling Kathy, shirts. I went... I I went like- that's a, not jerseys, but jerseys. Jer- I went jerseys. I went to, uh, I was in Westchester to visit my son Carter, who's going to school there now. And <laughs> we stopped off to get some food to bring to him. And then it, um, uh, Waze took us through the main drag. I, I, I found out we were on, um, what I would consider, I guess, Greek row because all the frats and, and, uh, so they're actually kind of spread out, but there are some that are like next to each other on a, a street. So it was game day. And, oh, oh wow! And we, I came through a mass <laughs> of people partying, and I haven't been in that college atmosphere in ages. That uh, reckless just, abandon, and uh, yeah, it was it was something else to see. It was it, it made me smile. It was, yeah. it was fun. I was like, oh man, I remember these <sighs> days. And I was telling Kathy, a car was right in front of us, <laughs> and uh, decent amount of traffic, not much, but they pull over. Uh, the car stops. Um, guy gets out of the passenger seat. There, or I mean, the guy gets out of the the driver's seat. The 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 car is completely full, right? And I see the trunk open up, and there were two guys in the trunk. What? Does oh that God. even happen? Anymore? And I mean, they were they were like huddled in there, like all contorted their bodies, and they roll out, and they're all laughing and stuff. And oh I'm like, God. oh man, college. They, college. they used to be a driving awesome. movie technique. Yeah. All right, but anyhow, uh, so join Casey uh, Thursday night, and that'll be at Saloon 151 in Westchester. All right, our guest is online. He's ready to go, and is going to be at the Met. This weekend, two shows on Friday, 7 and 9.30 p.m. Get tickets at themetphilly.com. And we are very excited and thrilled uh, to welcome Mr. Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry, good morning. Hey, uh, thank you for coming on, first of all, Jerry. Happy that you're coming to Philly. And I I wanted to start off asking, um, in the earlier days of your career, was, was Philly a spot you would come to and perform? I think I'm pretty sure there was one gig in Brooklyn that I that everybody did called Pips, 
but there was uh, the very first real job I ever had as a comedian was at Grandma Minnie's. No kidding. Huh. Does yeah. anybody remember that no. name? I've heard no. the name. I'm, I'm I remember it, Pips. Yeah. I'm from New York, and it was uh, that was the, the Sheepshead Bay, and uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, it, it's weird. For the longest time here, uh, Jerry, there was you know David Brenner had his club, and there was but there was a, a period of a, kind of a drought, and now stand up uh, venues. There are a couple of them around the area, and we're you know generating some some good talent. But uh, it, it's great to have you return to the area. I, I have to say, virtually every week, <laughs> I watch the. The clip of uh, comedians in cars. I just love it. It's you with Norm Macdonald, who we all adore. And um, there's something about your genuine, sincere reaction to him recounting an episode of Kojak (laughs) that just levels me. And it it kills me. And nobody... It kills me. (laughs) Hooker. She was a hooker. (laughs) It's not even a joke. It's just the way that show was. And that he, the, the funny the thing is that he focuses on that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. That's what made him so funny. The things that he focused on. I think that's all of comedy. People, you know, they ask these stupid questions or you talk about politics or your yeah. life. It doesn't, if you focus on some small weird thing, that interests everyone because we all do that. Yeah, it is. It is that nuance. I think early, and, and you've always been, you know, just in my comedic realm and inspiration, and uh, you know what I appreciated about it, it was always been been you at the at the forefront. And you, I remember years ago, you talked about again that observation that almost makes you slap the side of your head. Like, of course, and yeah. in TV shows, it was common to see a character walking almost upright through air conditioning <laughs> ducts, and you yeah. you point out where are these where are these buildings, but. That, have you always been possessed of that that acute observation, or was it something that came to you over time? No, I think I've never been interested in what life is actually about. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, the big issues do not interest me. They're too big, and I can't solve them anyway. Mm, yeah. So let's talk about uh, the hair on the wall, the shower. What do you do about it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, because it, it really, everyone can relate to uh, that uh, uh, to someone at, I, at that point. Yeah. I still, to this yeah. day, when I see one sock in the dryer <laughs> that's stuck to the wall, I think of you. Immediately, Jerry, and that's it's because those things happen, and we're like, Yeah, he's right. My very earliest stuff, I've been talking now about the uh, the people that went uh, to see the Titanic, right? In that little ship, oh, yeah, the little sub, right? Yes, and you know, uh, gathering all of these morons together at the bottom of the ocean. Whoever built the sub, the people that were on the Titanic, the captain, we, it's like a, it's like a, it's a moron convention at the bottom of the ocean. Jesus. And it's such a funny reaction from the audience where they feel so bad at first to laugh at that and then they get into it. Well, uh, you're right. There's a rolling series of huge mistakes that were glaring to everyone, even along with the yeah. Titanic. They, they were told not to travel at that velocity. They were told there were ice packs. Uh, yeah. so I don't think it's really erroneous to say that there was a lot of stupidity that now rests at yeah. the bottom of the ocean. Um, that, how dark it is down there that the fish 
you know, they have eyes like Shelly Duvall, a bendy straw with a work light hanging off the front of it. Look how dark it is. Um, I, I thought I was reading an interview with you, Jerry, and I, you might have been on Stern when you talked about this or whatever. And I, my, I was like a, a revelation about how Abbott and Costello influenced the Seinfeld series. And you oh, yes. and I'm like, of course, I've always been a huge, huge fan of Abbott and Costello. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, oh, you're old. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I, I'm, an, I'm a fossil. And uh, but uh, yeah. And they would repeat it, the shows all the time. And um, it all made sense because I, I yeah. think one of the edicts on the series when you were do, you and uh, Larry were putting it together, uh, no hugging, no learning, just mm-hmm. right. All about the comedy. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, I never saw vaudeville, but Abbott and Costello and and some of the you know the Marx Brothers films that were, had a resurgence in the sixties and seventies. You'd hear those rhythms that they used in those days, really, really fast. I mean, if you watch a Marx Brothers movie today. They are talking faster than any comedy that uh, you can watch on TV. And people, you know, I, I never buy into this people's attention spans are shorter stuff. I right. don't believe that. I think uh, comedy, um, it's the rhythm and the speed and the, how quickly things are happening that makes it fun. I think the, uh, the the Susquehanna Hat Company, the Bagel Street, that whole skit. Oh, God, I mean, yeah. we, the, and that's basically you, uh, you guys walking down the street in New York yeah. and encountering these people, and quite often sociopathic people. That's right. <laughs> right. No explanation for why they were so mean and evil. Yeah. <laughs> we never explained it. It was because it was. People used to ask me, why did I dislike Newman? We never came up with a reason. You never did. No reason. <laughs> he didn't like you either. And in life, sometimes you don't need a reason. Right. Um, I'm, I'm wondering if, you have, if, you're, uh, if you've seen any, because everyone talks about, oh, there's a collection of unlikable characters. Whenever I hear a criticism of Seinfeld, and, and I'm like, well, well, but you do end up liking them because there are all those elements we all have at some point or another in our lives. I'm, I'm curious if you're uh, a fan or if I've seen it's always sunny in Philadelphia because that show to me um, is sort of a, a, um, a, a child of, of a Seinfeld dynamic. I always heard that, but I'm sorry to say I've never, I don't really watch much TV except for sports. And I, I, I never saw that show, but I did, I have heard that a lot. Yeah. That there was a similar tone to it. Yes. Yeah. As a Mets fan, are you uh, even dialed into the, um, to the playoffs that are starting today yes, at all? Of course. Of course. Baseball's baseball. And, and I'm back. I'm hoping it's Philly-Atlanta. I, I think oh. that would be a whale yeah. of a series. I wasn't sure if, because I'm a huge sports fan as well, and my, my team's not in the playoffs. Uh, sometimes I, I don't actively root for somebody as much as I just uh, actively root against a team. I don't know if you're the same way. I'm the same. I, what I find really interesting is you'll sit down and watch a game you have could care less about either team, and within minutes, you've picked someone you want to win. <laughs> right? It's true. I'm like, wait, why? why? That, I don't know where that comes from. I have, you know, I, I don't pay a whole lot of attention to college football, but on Saturdays, it's on the TV, and it'll be like Tulane versus like St. George's, and I'm like, 
I think I'm going to St. George's today. <laughs> you know? Right. You pick a color or a guy you like. Or, oh. It's so dumb. That's how desperate we are to, to watch sports. No, how much of your early football fandom is based on the helmet? What, what's, you know, when oh, you're, yeah. yeah, I mean. That's why I like the Buccaneers. Right. It's all part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So uh, who, when, uh, do you have a particular, obviously, you know, um, Tom Papa is a, a good friend of the show. I know he's a, a good friend of yours as well. And, and, yeah. and Gaffigan, uh, do, do you, are you all sports minded? Will you occasionally take in um, uh, games together or are you the, the one and only? That goes to games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, we all go. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Jerry, I found a clip of you from 1979 yesterday, and it's you talking about Neil Armstrong and the Smithsonian and and his his toothbrush and uh, how it was on loan. Yeah, Yeah, it's a great... 100% true. (laughs) It's a great bit. Um, I'm I'm curious as to whether or not you ever watch your old clips, because when I watched that, your New New York accent was much more pronounced than it is today. Oh, yeah. Yes, it was. Definitely. In the late 70s, I didn't... You know, when you ha- when you speak with an accent, you don't know it. Yeah, <laughs> you hear somebody else talk. But I don't understand why accents even exist at this point. Was it a conscious effort for you to um, uh, lose it some over the years? Yeah, I mean, it took uh, it took two days. <laughs> <laughs> two long days, uh, and you eradicated your New York accent. Yeah, don't say here to here. Say here to here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty simple. Yeah. So I, I have still to still like a lit. There's still a little tiny bit in there that you could tell you're from New York. There's still a little bit. It's good comedic attitude. People like uh, you know a Philly accent, New York accent. They're funny. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I, I I'm I'm uh, I lived a long while in Massapequa, uh, Jerry, and uh, no, no kidding, absolutely. And I have to say, and it's a funny thing, and if you'll you'll get this, but you'd, any diner you would go in, you'd see a Jerry Seinfeld picture, <laughs> a Telly Savalas picture, and an Ernie Anastas picture, <laughs> and Whoa, Ernie Anastas, yeah, Telly Savalas, <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I never back to Kojak. Yeah, <laughs> I never understood. And Ernie Anastas was a, was a Greek news anchor on. ABC, so I guess a lot of the diners were Greek, but um, yeah, Massapequa. How? 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 Um, oh, right, Greek. Yes, yeah. How? How? Uh, how much did that area and and growing up in New York and 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 the whole vibe and dynamic inform your your comedy? A lot, actually, in a weird way. Guys on Long Island, and I, I have no explanation for it. Uh, the, the humor is intense. They are really. I, I, I knew so many people. Almost everybody was funnier than me in school and a lot of the guys when I had odd jobs. And uh, they were really, really funny. And uh, I just wanted to stay in that uh, world. That, that was how I really chose to be a comedian. I said, I can't leave this. I love spending most of the day just laughing and saying stupid things. So that's why I, I, I tried to do it. But definitely there is a, a very strong uh, comedic culture in Long Island. Yeah, I think as much as New York, which is a little different. Uh, I wanted to try to think of it, Jerry, because you've been interviewed by so many people. I wanted to try to think of a question maybe to ask that no one has ever asked you before. So I'm going to ask you this. And since we're speaking about your past, who in your life, other than your direct family, have you stayed in touch with the absolute longest? Who goes back the furthest in your life and why do you stay in touch with them? The furthest would be uh, my friend uh, Chris Messiano. Uh, from 1971, that would be uh, 10th, 11th grade. We're still, uh, we still talk, we still hang out. Awesome. Um, that, that's as far back as I go, 10th grade. The closest of friends or somebody you just kind of reach out to every now and then? 
Yeah, the closest of friends then and still today. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I, I still feel so attached. I don't know. I'm very intrigued by this uh, salmon instinct we all have of <laughs> yeah. going back to where we started. Mm. Um, I don't know why. You know, we're not going to. We don't go back and mate like the seven. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's natural. That, that I, circle. I don't know why. We want to complete a circle. Yeah. I yeah. I don't know. To prove to ourselves that we got absolutely nowhere in life. <laughs> <laughs> right back to the beginning. Jerry, um, yeah. with, with your fame and, uh, you know, the TV show and still doing stand up and traveling. And I know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you have you collect cars and things. Like that. What do you do yeah. to kind of relax and, and de-stress? Um, I don't want to de-stress. I don't want to relax. <laughs> I'm, I, you know, uh, people always say to me, would you ever consider retiring? And I always say, yes, if I could figure out which part of my life is the work part. I go to, re- to work to relax, recharge and get ready to go home. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Okay, I was watching an old sixty minutes with you, Jerry, and you were talking about that. that, that a well, sk- you did a lot of research. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's an old. It's You're an old. Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're not phoning this in. We've been waiting for this interview. This isn't Ron Palillo. Yeah, we, we're uh, so. Um, you were talking about a skill that a comedian has to develop is the ability to wait to wait for things and yes. and and that is so true just in general now obviously we're doing radio but it, there is so much waiting that is involved have you have you figured out the key to that or is it still something that haunts you uh nothing haunts me well the the key to waiting i, I don't know what it is but uh, yeah comedians have to learn to idle you have to like mm. Like a car just double parked waiting. Um, when, when I got married, I don't know why, but one of the things I really wanted to do was take my wife to a store, double park, and just sit in the car and wait for her. Because I used to see old guys doing that when I was a kid. Uh, yeah, that's great. And I really wanted to do that. And just sit there, listen to the radio, and wait for her to come out of the store. Yeah, uh, but uh, you know, waiting—we don't wait anymore, though. You know, there's no boredom anymore. I think that's a really weird new thing. You know, there's no lateness anymore. If you're ten minutes late, nobody cares. They're busy on the phone. Yeah, you're yeah. exactly right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You go to any airport, and uh, everyone's on their phones or on their iPad. There's, there's no, there's no there's looking no at the waiting. Yeah, yeah. Deciphering the pattern in a wall. <laughs> it's a, yeah. you, you have, you have a whole yeah. computer with you all the time. Yep. Well, people. I, I talked to this guy recently who told me he was uh, spending 45 minutes a day doing nothing as a skill. <laughs> like he would go sit in the park with his dog or something. And oh. I thought that was very interesting. And I tried doing it. It's actually not that hard to do because your brain just starts, uh, things start happening. Right. And uh, it's very relaxing, very nice. But some people might see that as difficult to do, like to avoid reaching into their pocket and pulling out that phone during those moments. You have to actively do that. It's an addiction. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's a little game. Let's see if you can just sit for 45 minutes and do nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's a challenge. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. yeah. I might try right. today. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, Jerry, we know you got to run, but uh, we really appreciate the time. We've been wanting to talk to you for years, so this is fantastic. That's and a pleasure for me. Thank you very much. Friday night at the Met, 7 to 9.30. Thank you so much. Jerry Seinfeld Live, guys. Thank you. Thank you. All right, take care. So he will be, tickets are on sale now at themetphilly.com. By the way, uh, Grandma Minnie's was Steven Starr's first, very first venue. Okay. Oh. He opened it up at 21, oh, wow. and it was food by day, comedy by night, and it was in Old City. I, rem- I Somebody had told me about the whole Steven Starr, you know, how he went about 
creating his right, empire. Right. Was it Debella? I think it was Sean. Yeah, yeah. I think John, it was Sean. Yeah. John was connected with comedy and with food and obviously with Philadelphia for a long time. And John had a relationship with uh, with Seinfeld over the years, too. And he's listed, like, on, it says the origin story on, on Star Restaurant's website. And uh, it said emerging acts like, and Jerry Seinfeld is the, oh, the first in wow. the list of U2, Bruce Springsteen. Um, so, yeah, he, that's that's where it was. U2 and Bruce Springsteen played there? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Wow. Yeah, they, and then the they stage. were waiters for a while too. Yeah. You know, at the beginning, yeah. and uh, Springsteen was bringing out your your bread bowl, and <laughs> yeah, he had to make ends meet at that point in time. Uh, our next guest is on the line and ready to go. We love this man. Uh, he has got a new book out, Misfits. Yeah, growing up awkward in the eighties. Relatable uh-huh. to me. Uh, please welcome our good friend, Mr. Gary Goldman. Yeah. Morning, Gary. He's Morning, frozen. guys. Thank He's you. Frozen. Yeah, so his video is a little wonky, but the audio is it's there. Fine. There we yeah. go. We, yeah. we, we, Gary, we were looking at this deadpan look on your face, and we thought, we must have upset Gary. <laughs> no, I I just, it's, it's disappointing that Jerry needs to sell tickets. Yeah. <laughs> you, would think, you would think it would be already sold out, that he wouldn't need to come on and, and plug, but I mean... I hold a resentment because in 1993 I was broke and I I bought his book and it was just his act typed up. So I've, I've been vowing revenge ever since. You've been vowing revenge on Jerry Seinfeld? Yeah, I, I assure you my my book is not just my act typed up and bound. It, right. is a, it is a true memoir. By the way, your book is getting great reviews. Uh, let me read a little bit here. It says, this is, a, this is no ordinary book about growing older and growing up. Goldman has an astonishing memory and takes the reader through every year of his childhood education with obsessively details uh, that are in turn funny, alarming, and riotously funny. That's pretty damn good. That's a really good review. Yeah, I'm very grateful for the re- reception and also for being back on the on the show. I, I haven't I haven't seen you guys in a in a while, so I really appreciate you having me on. No, we had a really great conversation last time. Obviously, you know, we and, and it, it, invariably at some point we'll swerve into into uh, depression and and your candor with things that you've <laughs> dealt with in your life. But it, but there, I'll tell you, I got a number of emails after that conversation about people who are really sort of inspired and and also, um, you know, making the jump into seeking out help and realizing that it's not this pariah and the stigma and and it, and and it made a difference oh i'm I'm really glad to hear that i, I mean i found that finding out that people i thought had it everything going for them and then finding out that they were depressed or struggling from anxiety it made me feel less alone and also that we we have this idea when we grow up that if we do something great or good or we we make successes of ourselves that will feel good about ourselves and and that the two aren't aren't necessarily related so i i think it's it's a relief to know that it's not me it's my my chemistry my biology and not a a, a failure of character or or a flaw in my work ethic right well let me ask you with with writing this book misfit growing up awkward in the 80s uh you know did was there the classic opening up old wounds was was it cathartic was it um tumultuous what was the process like that that's a question i think that i was very fortunate in that when i when i did bring up things that were trump or or maybe sad 
could bring them to my therapist. So I go to a therapist every week and I could bring events and, and things that I was trying to come to terms with to my therapist and, and get a different perspective. So that was that was really helpful. The other thing is that I, I think just the act and even if you don't try to sell it or or show it to anyone, the act of bringing up these things as an adult and facing them was was, was very therapeutic so i'm i'm really glad i i did it it was the first time in my life since i've had this this uninterrupted remission from my depression that used to knock me out for three or four months every year wow and this was incredible that i had or i've had almost six years now of uninterrupted i would say health, mental health. And I would say I'm thriving. So I was able to finish this book, which was something that would have derailed me when I was, when I had these periods every year where I would have two or three months where I wasn't, where I wasn't really leaving the house. I wasn't productive. I wasn't creative. So I'm, I'm really grateful that I I've, I've had this sort of uninterrupted bliss at times. Well, looking back on your life and the research for the book, uh, you know, using kind of a microscope on, on, how things were, you know, because we can uh, we can reminisce a little bit, but once you really start to put pen to paper and, and dissect it and, and choose what's going to go in it, um, did that, was that difficult or was it cathartic or how was that going back, figuring out what you're going to put in this book about your life where you were, you know, growing up awkward? I think, I think some of it was cathartic saying these things and putting them into words that were were funny there's a, there's always this great sort of sort of elation at taking difficult times and making them funny and and sharing them with people i, I know that that mr rogers always said is if it's mentionable it's manageable and a lot of these things i had kept in my in my head or to myself all these years and when i brought them out to the light of day i think they they sort of knew neutralized them or made them into something I could look back at and and laugh. It reminds me of the that Springsteen line where he, where he says someday we'll look back on this and 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 laugh and 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 it's it's a it's a very powerful feeling to have to have overcome these things and and be able to look at them with with some perspective and understanding and and I mean there were things that it, that that really upset me but I I was able to to get a, a grip on them with my therapist and also sometimes I just mention it to my wife and and she was she's she's really sharp and and is able to give me a lot of a lot of insight into into how I felt as a as a kid I mean a lot of the time she would just say well you feel bad about this but you were you were essentially a baby you were six seven years old eight years old you shouldn't feel either ashamed or guilty and, it, and it's a, a, a really great feeling to to come to terms with mm. with a lot of these things well let me ask you then what was the best part of the 80s <laughs> Ooh. oh I think the best part of the 80s for me and I, I think back on this and I I don't think these times are over. I'm sure there this exists in a in a different way, but we were just kind of allowed to to manage each other in the neighborhood. So there was a there was a one young man who was in fourth grade named Jonathan Burns. And in the in the 70s and 80s, you were legally allowed to be a first first graders guardian. You could 
basically parent them and take them around town. I remember he took me to see Jaws and my mother just made him put a, a, a hooded sweatshirt over me whenever there was anything gory. <laughs> and, and so he, he was just, he was, he was kind of like my guardian and protector and, and, and mentor. And it was, I think that kind of community of kids where we would just spend the entire day going from street hockey to kick the can to hide and seek or freeze tag. It was, it was really fun. And it was, it was a way to sort of grow up in a protected situation. Cause it always seemed like they were, they were older kids who could look out for us. And then other people's parents also felt comfortable in, in giving you advice and guidance and, and never physically disciplining you but i got yelled at by other parents pretty pretty frequently and it was it was kind of a a good system i i I recall gary i as an adult have never yelled at somebody else's kid but as a child (laughs) dream of it yeah as a child man did i get i got disciplined by everybody up and down my street that is so funny hey yeah uh, yeah In, in new england there was this thing where you would just tell another kid's another parent's kid smarten up Smarten up. What's wrong with you? Uh, Listen, I'm going to see you. I already bought my tickets for your show uh, at the TLA on December 10th. And uh, you can get tickets at GaryGoldman.com. I I don't know if it's sold out or not. If it's not, I think think it's sold out. But the but the book is still available. Yeah, Yeah, our books are are sold. And if you come to the show, I am happy to sign and take a picture with you on the the book. I've I've had a really great time in in doing meet and greets after the after the show, which I I haven't been able to do because of of the COVID for a while. But I I had it so recently that I feel safe. All right. Well, I um I'm just looking forward to a new hour of material from you. You're like one of my favorite comedians, and I'm telling you, you're and anybody listening right now. Listen to his album uh, from 2016. It's called It's About Time. And I'm on iTunes right now. What I find funny is that uh, they have it broken down into your top songs. So these- oh, this, yeah, they always Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, and I think your best song from that album uh, is, I don't know, like, I, I love the, the, no, the state abbreviations. The state abbreviations, that but was it, I've, yes. But I've read that your Trader Joe's bit is your magnum opus, and I got to tell you, it is so well-crafted. And I want to ask about when you're crafting something like that because it it's like a half hour joke and um the the tangents that you go off i know that they're all choreographed but when you're writing that like how long do you labor over something that magnificent well it it seems that i'm allowed to make a special every three years or so okay so if if i've had a joke from the beginning of a of a tour say it'll I'll be able to play with it for for a few years and I think that's really that's really helpful. So between 1 and 3 years I probably have a a joke and I just keep adding to it. But if you see me at the beginning of a of a of the year on tour by the end of the year you'll you'll see a a, a longer, more flushed out, more um polished joke uh, in your so uh, yes casey is obviously right we we, we love your stand-up and 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 your stuff is great who who uh, um who do you look up to who are your muses so to speak uh in, in in comedy and who would be somebody we would not anticipate being one of your inspirations well i i love maria bamford oh yeah. she's great mm-hmm. yeah she's incredible i think she's the best of us to do it and then growing up i was a huge david brenner fan who's from philadelphia and 
I, I got to meet him and work with him and become friends with him. And it was just such a, a, a delight to be around him because he was he was not just a great comedian. He was a, a, a really positive, optimistic a joyful person. So he was he was sort of my first idol and then I loved Chandling. I loved Chandling so much and yeah. and like that. Yeah. You know Maria Banford we had her in the studio and she's she she's on another level and and she really uh, is. yeah and so but she also she's talked about her struggles and how she had um you know, growing up, she had this, it was, I, I forget the name of the condition, where you see yourself sort of killing people and, and you, oh, you're, yeah. you're not going to. Right, mm. but, but, it, but it terrifies you. And, uh, yeah. and, and yet from that, and I wonder if there was, you feel this way, it's that stew, basically, that has made you this comedic entity. And were you to screw around with it, you, you know what I'm saying? Would you be bereft of what you have? I don't know. I, I think that that comedy has played such a huge role in my life because the act of laughter giving or receiving is is there's a chemical response, whether it's, I don't know, dopamine or serotonin that you that you get and it washes your brain under those circumstances. So you become you go from being depressed to being happy and understood. And it, and so you you connect those things and, and you're chasing it. But I, I just noticed that. During this period where I've where I've been healthy for six years now, I've written a book and made two specials and I'm touring a third hour and a half. So uh, mm. let's see, the four, like three, four, almost five hours of material in a book just from being healthy. So I think I think we, we all have enough sadness and and depressed periods where we can draw on that to build empathy but i i really feel i'm i'm at my best right now where i have a combination of of empathy and and productivity yeah gary we referenced the uh, state abbreviations bit and, and it's one of my all-time favorites i've seen it on conan a bajillion times although i didn't know until recently uh that the documentary that you reference in that bit is completely made up i, I thought that it was 100 real i kept looking for it and, and you were on conan again following up uh you know you had a conversation with conan maybe two or three years ago and you, yeah. you, you come clean that that documentary never existed in the first place i i and do people still ask you where they can watch that documentary yeah it's it's funny because the only reason i was able to tell the story is because people could believe something so odd and and different and small could be a documentary it was it was it was sort of um inspired by the helvetica documentary which was fascinating yet only about a, a font and and so i have people asking me all the time where they can find that documentary but i think i think it's it's really I couldn't have told it if people couldn't have believed that it was a real documentary. So I'm 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 glad it it seemed authentic. Yeah, I. Uh, but getting back to your your book, Misfit, growing up awkward in the '80s. I want to thank you for a two word Easter egg that you threw out, and in, in, I believe it was that special in 2016. That if you don't get it, it doesn't matter. But I got it. But when you threw out a show enough, I was like, dude, <laughs> like sure. that is straight up like '80s. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was gonna say the Golden Child. Uh, uh, no, it's Last Dragon. Last, Last Dragon. Dragon. Show Dragon, enough. Yeah. Show yeah. enough. Yeah. <laughs> so Who's the master that? now? <laughs> Leroy. 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 
I love that movie. I, 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 the, <laughs> Me too. The 80s generated more. There's oh. there's a great, uh, if you get, uh, if you're a fan of any sort of horror, or, uh, it doesn't matter. There, there was, you know, the, whatever it is. Anyway, there's a show, I believe it's on Shudder. Uh, it's a documentary and it is all about those movies of the 80s. And, and, oh. and, and they're just one right after another and they're just singularly wonderful. The amount of statutory rape that took <laughs> oh my place God. in the 1980s. If, if you watch it's it's ridiculous yeah. what was what was okay but it, it everything in its time yes. right everything yes. in its time yeah it's interesting though we didn't have memes back then but we had memes we had these little bill murray quotes and and from karate kid or from the last dragon that we would say under different circumstances and everybody knew what we were talking about it was that was a, also a fun aspect of the 80s that the 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 pop culture may not have been very highbrow, but we shared it, and you could go into school after a Tuesday night, and everybody had seen the episode where where Fonzie uh, jumped the shark, and it was it was on the tip of everybody's tongue. It was it was just a. a, a Really odd time. Yeah, I had a really great moment with a friend of mine. This is, a, and this is probably like two years ago. But uh, I was grabbing some dinner, and he goes, "Oh, what are you having for dinner? Hot ganipkinabs?" <laughs> and I stopped in my tracks and I looked at him. Do you know what that reference is by any chance? No. Okay. So it's from Meatballs 2. <laughs> Not oh, only did he reference... Meatballs, the, the original. Yeah, no, no, no. Meatballs 2 with the alien. But not only does he reference a, a movie line from Meatballs 2, but at the very end. So that means he stuck around. Both of us stuck around for the end of that movie. It's like the last line of that movie. But it was just one of those random... It ends with a boxing match with an alien. With an alien. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's how far Meatballs, which was absurd yeah. to begin with, Meatballs 2 veered that much further mm -hmm. uh, from it. Yeah, let me ask you, with, with your love of the 80s, uh, I mean, in this, obviously, uh, were you, have you seen the series Stranger Things, and did you see in particular season two? I did not see season two. I stopped after season one because I got I got really sick. That was turning the time of the, of the Great Depression, so uh -huh. I wasn't able to watch anything. I couldn't read but I remember watching Stranger Things the first season and thinking, oh, my gosh, they have captured my childhood and sold it back to me on Netflix. This is this is incredible. Yeah. And it intersected with so many things we were so into growing up. It was it was really special. Yeah, you should finish watching it because they, they, they eventually go into the mall culture and all this stuff that you will growing oh, up in the 80s completely. Identified. You're going to love it. Yeah. Yeah, I was the I was the prince of my mall. That was another cool thing. My mom worked at a Hallmark store <gasps> oh. and couldn't afford a couldn't afford a babysitter. So she would let me just walk around the mall for four hours. Gary, my mom worked at a candy store in the mall. A candy <laughs> store. Not only did I get to roam around the mall, but I was able to barter with everyone from the candy I got from the candy store. The mall was, hookers you could buy. <laughs> <laughs> 
my god. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. The mall I, I sort of was was in I guess third grade and living like fast times at Ridgemont High. So I knew all the the mall teens and they would give me Orange Julius and hot dogs and candy and and <laughs> I didn't I didn't barter. They just they just saw me as kind of a mascot. Dude, it, it was it was so I, I I don't know if there's anything and you you don't want to be there. Well, you know, we had a one room schoolhouse. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to be that sort of sort of nostalgic guy. But there was something I mean, obviously Kevin Smith with Mall Rats sort of um you yeah. know, memorialized it. There is something and either you got it, you would literally go you'd be excited for to go to the mall. Yeah. And spend the whole day. No yeah. no no end result. Simply being there yep. was was an entree to possibility. Yeah. Yes, and would go without any money or three dollars yeah. to get to get food, <laughs> and and or sometimes I'd go to this arcade and I was all out of money in in less than eight minutes, and and had to kill time throughout the mall, but loved every moment of it. Yeah, yeah. you could you could find change here and there. Yeah, the, sure. the, under the, go to the arcade, machines, <laughs> under the machines, or in a, in a phone, or yeah, you, know, you, yeah. you yeah. stumble across or people's wallets, yeah. something. But I mean, yeah, you could be there all day long, and it was essentially it was kind of a nightclub for kids. It really it was. was right? yeah. Yeah. It was a nightclub for kids. Exactly. <laughs> well, let me ask exactly. then: is is your mall still around? Because they're starting to go bye byes. Oh, they've been. Yeah, our mall is still around, oh, but it's God. it's different and i mean the interesting thing is you're not going to see a single lone child just walking around and, and getting to know everybody yeah. it's it's i mean it was always probably dangerous but people are sharp enough now to to uh prevent kidnapping yeah, yeah. well if you here when you you're in the area the the king of prussia is still i think it's one of the top three most lucrative malls in the, in the country and it it, it, wow. it still has enough of the mall vibe to be nostalgic for you it, you gotta have a game stop you gotta have a place that, as you said president a candy place that sells candy from companies you've never heard of mm-hmm. and and uh, you know and just all sorts of spencers is a must you know something like yeah. all that stuff and then there's the higher end of the of the mall but it, it, it's such a cool thing and just to go to the mall to go to the mall is such a wonderful thing Yes, and you you need a store, either a candle store or a Hallmark store, <laughs> yep. where the scented candles are wafting out into the walkways, <laughs> and and you get that that full on sensory vibe. It was it was really special. Yeah. yeah, and like these days, unless it's a King of Prussia Mall, where I'll go to several stores, like my local mall, the Springfield Mall. I'm really I'm not I'm I if I'm going there I'm I'm going there for like one store you yeah. know what I mean I'm not I'm yeah. not there to spend a whole lot of to time hey, yeah if we're if we're gonna reminisce about the the 80s here because of the book growing up awkward in the 80s it's called Misfits from Gary Goldman if you're just tuning in were you a, were you a pot smoker in the in the 1980s Gary no no I I. I was the one person the war on drugs worked on. I didn't, I didn't, they spent a trillion dollars to keep me off smack. And, and everybody else I knew smoked weed and drank and, and there wasn't much cocaine, but it was, it was available. Much. And I just, I, I was so afraid. I was the one person who was so 
those videos and said, no, I, I, I don't want to jump off a, a building because I'm a high because pot leads to this, leads to that. It was such nonsense and a waste of money. It's, it's funny. Well, we can hang then because I also, I've never, ever, I've never been high. I've never been drunk. I've, and it's just, and it was, I, I, I don't know why that's the case, but it just, it never, it never appealed to me. Or drugs worked or, on you. Yeah. yeah, worked on yeah. You it just, and I, I don't, I don't oppose <laughs> other people, whatever you do, if you're, you know, uh, yeah. uh, have at it. And yet what, ha- and this always happens, this probably happened to you, Gary, you go to a party and you'd sort of like, like Jug Dish and Lana, you'd get, you get <laughs> sent off to the people who are in, uh, you know, uh, you know, with the temperance league or, <laughs> and it's like, no, 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 I, I'm because you, everyone thinks yeah. you're, you're judging that I'm, I'm not have fun. It's just not my thing. Yeah, no, I, I had no judgment. I was just, I felt that I needed every last bit of intelligence and, and, uh, wind power to, to, uh, achieve what I wanted to achieve, which was basically to uh, kiss a girl. That that was all I wanted. And the only way I could think of that was, yeah, to be to be either rich or really good at sports. <laughs> right. Well, well, you're, you're, you're well, listen, the book is getting stellar reviews. Yep. Uh, so and and I don't know. I don't know if this is even possible down the road. But uh, does this get made into some sort of nostalgic movie? Does this does this uh, is that a potential? Yeah, I mean, there's an aspect of it, which was my my ill-fated college football career that I'm working on a feature with with J.J. Abrams and Ira Glass. So that's that's part of it. But also some people have have asked about optioning the book. What what I would love to do is do a a Jewish version of the of the Simpsons and <laughs> and not the religious aspect. Just I've, I've never seen my level of Judaism captured on on television i i i think it's very interesting because we weren't all that religious but we held on to a lot of the superstitions and the the jewish sort of pessimism and and uh ethical and and moral obsessions that'd be interesting yeah yeah Yeah. uh gary with the book with the misfit is there an audio companion to it because i'm an audiobook guy Yes. Excellent. And it's, yes, it, and I, I read it, and and it was it was really fun to do because I've been on the other end of that for for years. I'm a big audio guy. Whenever I'm on long drives or or uh, I used to run long distance, and I would listen to books, and it's just a a great way to to do two things at once. I, I love audio books, so I took special care in in preparing it, and I do a lot of the voices and the accents and and things. So I, I had a really good director. I always thought the person just went into a booth and recorded themselves, but the, I had a director and an engineer, and it, it worked out great. Nice. nice. Yep. Oh, I'm ordering it for sure, man, because I'm an audiobook guy. Excellent. Well, listen, you'll be in town uh, December 10th, TLA. I really appreciate that. No yeah. problem. Uh, GaryGoldman.com if tickets remain, but Gary said he thinks that the shows are sold out, but check. Check and, check and see, and if there's a couple left, make sure you snag them. Uh, but, Bud, hopefully we'll see you again uh, in the flesh sometime in the near future, all right? I would love that. I, I love talking to you guys, and, and thank you for all the encouragement and support over the years. I miss you. Our yeah, pleasure. Likewise. We miss you, too. Thanks a lot, bud. We'll see you soon. Gary okay. Goldman, everybody. Yeah. Take care, my man. And the book, yes, Misfit, uh, Growing Up Awkward in the 1980s, by the way. Oh, there we go. Yeah, we're going to play an 80s classic. Uh, well, I'm out of here. 
We should break because we have your chance to win $1,000. Oh. Uh, coming up, Crumb Bum Cash. Pretty uh, amazing. Yeah. We're getting close to 10 a.m., so we're going to do that now. And also some more bizarre file stories are on the way. Hang out for a bit. We'll be back shortly. It's officially foo season, people. Writing prescriptions this weekend to get your foo shot. It's blocks of foo fighters all weekend and free copies of the new album, but here we are on CD. MMR VIP, head to the contest page at WMMR.com and enter for your chance to win a Foo Fighters vinyl catalog, including both black and white editions of the new album. It's new Foo for you. Ladies and gentlemen, Foo Fighters. From the station with the only cure for Foo season, 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. All right, we got the beat file on the way. Steve, you want to mention a charity event that's coming yes, up? Yes, just quickly. It is Cakes for Cats. It is this Sunday. It is at the Philadelphia Brewing Company, which is awesome. It's from noon to 3 p.m. Uh, there's all sorts of things available for your ticket price. You can do a VIP or a general. There's beer and cider from Philadelphia Brewing. Algorithm Food Truck is providing all the, uh, the sandwiches and stuff. There's raffles, kitten cuddling. It's going to benefit the uh, the kitten, the, uh, the animal uh, programs at Morris Animal Refuge. They do fantastic work. I'm your host. It's going to be a great time, and, uh, and it's going to be perfect fall weather in the mid-60s and sunny and uh, should be perfect. So, uh, ticket information is available at PrestonAndSteve.com. Excellent. And a reminder that we have Tattoos Day today. This is your chance to win a Preston and Steve Show theme tattoo. Uh, we'll do that by the end of the show. So, you got a few minutes left to get on that. Uh, just text the word tattoo to 39333 and you could win a $350 gift card uh, from our friends at uh, Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. We're share at 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. Artwork samples, visit floatingworldtattoos.com. You can also check them out on Instagram at Floating World Tattoos as well. We got about a little two and a half minutes or so before we officially hit 10, so I don't want to start the bizarre file just yet. Uh, I hear you. So I will mention the fact, uh, once again, that, um, yeah, you know what? I, I wanted to reiterate this, that uh, we've started the Camp Out for Hunger Head Start. We were talking earlier about the uh, Philatrunk event that's uh, coming up. There are other things that are bubbling as well. And as part of that is uh, going by your local Acme and making a purchase. And while you're there at the checkout, if you do the pin pad, uh, you will have an opportunity to go ahead and donate ahead of time right now. And there's a few different options. I think like, uh, you know, one, five and ten dollars, something like that. But you can also custom put in any amount if you want to do less than a dollar or, or less than five or less than ten. You can do that. Or if you want to, you know, give us more uh, for the uh, for the whole uh, charity event, you can do that right then and there. And we would love for you to stop by Acme and get that done. We love this partnership that it continues on. Oh, it's been huge. Sensational. It's, it's awesome. And we have all the details for the Camp Out for Hunger at uh, WMMR.com. You can go to WMMR.com slash camp out or just look for the link right there on the opening page. And it's got the list of the most needed food items uh, that you can drop off at Camp Out. And we really like to encourage the return to not that, that you know, it's all gone away or anything like that, but we do a lot of, um, you know, great 
fundraising and through Acme's Head Start as well. And do this uh, when you stop by Acme, but pick up some actual food, yeah. some some uh, some canned goods, some non-perishable food items. Come down to the event and see us and drop them off. To be honest, it, it's a part that's uh, necessary because it, it, what happens is is that um, you know there, there's an immediacy to bringing that food down, and it's immediately employed. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it's all good. But if you think, okay, that makes more sense to me, we would love to see that come back a little bit more robustly because of obviously during COVID and stuff, we had to do things in a more remote uh, or at least a, a different way. But that was that's the core of of the donated food, making it into to the bins and being put into trucks and being brought and uh, distributed to people. And uh, we'd love to see that. And while you're there, we try to have some stuff for you to do and see and hang out with. And uh, we're going to have, you know, Skelly Amusements back with the rides. And, Don't cost uh, nothing. Uh, yeah. We're working on uh, food trucks and fireworks again. We'll be yes. announcing all this stuff in the near future. Maybe another event that we've never Maybe done before. We, we talked about another event that uh, that we have not tried to pull off. And we're trying to get the particulars together for that. That and uh, maybe everyone who comes down gets to fart in a mason jar. Whoa! Mm-hmm. Do we have enough mason jars, or do we just one jar? One, one jar. jar, and then at the end we detonate it, a la Hiroshima. We have the fart jar, and uh, oh, I kind of I'm okay. Now my mind is wandering. Asenheimer, oh, great ideas, Asenheimer. All right. Um, so anyhow, all the information is at wmmr.com. You can get it there. It's uh, time now, ten o'clock. Here we go. Ninety-three Philadelphia. You're a real crumb bum. It's time for a crumb bum cash keyword. All right, and the word is interesting. And I'm not describing the word. The actual word is interesting. Or you can do it online, uh, or you can do it through the MMR app, or you can text it. That's how we do this. Uh, the special contest short code number is 45911. And one random entry wins $1,000 in our company-wide contest. Each winner gets a call from Beasley. Make sure you answer your phone. Contest rules are available at WMMR.com. And it's sponsored by Horizon Services. So that word, one more time, is interesting. I-N-T-E-R-E-S-T-I-N-G. Come and get that money. No. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. All right, it is brought to you by CSB Media Arts Center and Cherry Hill. They are home to the Connecticut School of Broadcasting's broadcast media program and more. And you can find out more at GoCSB.com. Man, talk about a freak accident. A woman is dead after authorities say she was struck by a plane while she was mowing the lawn in Oklahoma last week. I, I couldn't believe this when I saw the story pop up. The woman identified as 27-year-old Samantha Hayes was on a lawn lawnmower at the Broken Bow Airport. At the same time, a 1972 Bonanza A36 piloted by a 70-year-old man was coming in to land on the runway. The pilot descended the plane, landed, and after touching down, officials say he saw Haynes on the lawnmower. Authorities uh, said that he tried to pull up the plane, but the wing struck her in the head. She was pronounced dead at the scene. Oh. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't even imagine that. I mean, it, it it's, it's so absurd, but, uh, yeah. you know, just bad timing. Uh, the pilot was uninjured, by the way, in that. A man who allegedly shot another man in the face with a flare gun last week. <laughs> yeah. 
at a New Hampshire gas station has been arrested. Hey, buddy, can I shoot you in the face with a flare? No. Elton Stanley <laughs> was arrested Friday night. Stanley allegedly shot someone in the face with a flare gun Thursday afternoon at a Speedway gas station. The person who was hit suffered serious injuries, is still in the hospital, lifted, listed in stable condition. I would imagine so. Yeah. Uh, the uh, police chief said, we can't speak for the motive. We aren't sure. Hopefully, we will be able to find out that information once we find Mr. Stanley. Stanley is uh, homeless. It's unclear how long he's been in uh, the town of Hampton. Police records show that he was charged with aggravated assault and use of a deadly weapon when he was living in Chicago in 2019. Listen to this. Police paperwork from that incident in 2019 alleged he was in a heated argument with his roommate when he pulled out an orange flare gun Whoa. and chased that roommate, roommate to the roof. Stanley allegedly Fired the flare gun. The victim jumped from the roof. So this is his second flare gun incident. Someone likes flare guns. Uh, the new in New Hampshire, no license is needed to obtain a flare gun. By the way, I just uh, like them. Stanley remains in custody. I've always wanted to shoot. A flare <laughs> yeah, gun. me too. Always. Camp up for hunger. Uh, we sh- oh, shoot please. flare guns. Jot. No, don't lose this. Jot yeah. that down. Somebody, Casey, can you? You know what? I'll let you shoot me in the me. face with one. Casey, you heard it. Yeah. Shoot Steve in, in face, face with flare gun. But I don't Steve. Wanna. All right, I don't want to. How about this story? A woman in Texas says her family members are banged up and bruised after a very large pig attacked them. The family said the pig has come back several times. A 911 caller told dispatch, my grandma is being attacked by a random pig. Now my grandpa is being attacked. Yeah, there he is. About to attack my grandparents. Wendy Goldstein says the pig went after her daughter and disabled parents. She described Hi, grandma. the pig <laughs> as three. That's a big target. She described the pig as 300 pounds, black and white spotted, and was foaming at the mouth. Ooh. She said, that sounds my, like an angry pig. She yeah. said, my daughter got hurt out here, and then he barreled through my mom, wrestled... Hi, Grandma. My mom wrestled with him at the doorway, tried to prevent him from coming in. He barreled on through. Got well, a, you can't wrestle with the pig. Got a hold of my dad. My mom tried to lay on top of him to crunch him down until the cops got here and get him. He, <laughs> over, he overpowered her and got on top of her. He had her flattened like an accordion, she said. Yeah! <laughs> that pig <laughs> Near 300 pounds. Uh, later on, she says the owner came by to try and find his pig and threatened to shoot her parents if they shot the pig. Oh, that's wrong. She said, what does he expect us to do? Just sit there and let his pig maul us? Uh, Tuesday, the pig was back, by the way. I'm Goldstein, back. Goldstein said, I'm standing inside my parents' house with a hammer and knife trying to defend myself and defend my family at any cost. I shouldn't have to live like this. No. God damn it. <laughs> Goldstein says, I'm tired of living in this town with the big attacks and everybody coming after us and whooping our asses. I want to change. Uh, I'm going back to the orchestra. Goldstein says, Animal Control uh, did come out, but the uh, pig ran off after being shot with a pepper ball. Uh, later, I'm first chair cello for the Boston Symphony Orchestra. <laughs> later, it went after her boyfriend. She said, "My whole family is scared uh, of the pig. They feel like they're prisoners in their own home. They can't go anywhere." Put so, the pig on. <laughs> 
Listen to this. The sheriff's office said the pig was returned to its owner, and then they added in the statement and said, it is believed that the owner has secured the pig's enclosure. There are not going to be any charges filed. The pig was not trying to attack anyone. It knocked a person down and began acting like a dog. Uh, will some will sometimes do on a person's leg. Oh, started humping them? It wasn't being aggressive in a way that it was trying to hurt anyone. I'm sorry, a 300-pound pig trying to uh, hump you yeah. could, w- could hurt you. Break bones for yeah. crying out loud. So, I don't know, but they said they didn't charge him with anybody. But the guy said he was going to shoot the family <laughs> if anyone shot his pig. You touch one here on my pig, I'll kill y'all. Okay. Every last one of you. Every one of y'all. All right, uh, let's see. All right, here's a story of going great lengths. An Australian man reportedly made his girlfriend believe that he had been kidnapped so that he could spend New Year's Eve with his mistress. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, 35-year-old Paul Ayera narrowly avoided jail time after he admitted before a judge that he had concocted an elaborate lie to hide his infidelity from his girlfriend, wasting tens of thousands of taxpayers' dollars in the process. On December 31st of last year, the Australian man called his girlfriend to tell her that he was meeting his, quote, finance guy, uh, when in reality he was going to see his mistress. And at one point, in order to buy themselves some time, the couple messaged Ira's girlfriend again, this time pretending to be a kidnapper who promised to deliver him safe and sound the next day. Well, that's a very nice kidnapper. The kidnapper's message said, thank you for sending Paul to me. Uh, now, payback is a bitch. Bye-bye. We will keep him with us until the morning when he gives us his bike. We call it Square. Yeah. Uh, the one thing Paul and his mistress didn't count on was that his girlfriend had panicked after reading the message. Fearing for his life, the woman immediately notified the police to report his kidnapping, and a strike force was immediately established to locate and rescue the man. So while Paul and his mistress were spending some quality time together, uh, the police district was sent spending 200 hours of police work equivalent of more than $25,000 of taxpayer money to try to find him. Strike force. Didn't you guys uh, reveal that you had a strike force That's last us, week? Yeah, okay. we are. I, I don't know if Australia has ripped us off uh, mm-hmm. or if this is their plan, but we have a, the show actually operates as a uh, strike force. Yep. By yep. the way, tonight at 7 o'clock, tonight at 7 o'clock, that's when people assemble. That's how we activate you. Uh, on the morning of January 1st, during a high-risk vehicle stop, the police pulled Ira's van over and found him safe and sound in the company of his mistress. Oh, he tried to tell the officers that he had been kidnapped by, quote, some Middle Eastern fellows ah. who eventually let him go. But his story had all kinds of inconsistencies, and 12 days later, he was arrested in charge of making a false accusation with the intent to subject another person to investigation. Yeah. So, he could face that, you know, like the Middle East. He could face up to seven years behind bars, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, Middle Eastern guard. And that is what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, so it's eight minutes after 10. You have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter the word interesting uh, for a chance of winning $1,000 with MMR's crumb bum cash. So you better do it now. The word is interesting. Hit it. We're going to take a break. Come back in a second. The lesson question, the trash and the music news are indeed on the way. In MMR's early days, we used carrier pigeons for requests, but some people got mad at us. So now we have the text line at 39333. It's faster, better, and there's less poop. So text us anytime at 39333. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. 
Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Fine Tuesday morning. Uh, Crumb Bum Cash is underway, and uh, many chances for you to win. If you didn't uh, get a shout out this morning, don't forget, Pierre carries on, and then uh, Brent, and you're. That'd be nice. You know, you can you can uh, supplement that with the lottery ticket you're going to buy for the $1.2 billion right. that that's up to now. Very exciting. Uh, $1,000, and, and your odds are way better for Chrome Home Cash. So just don't forget about that. Um, we're going to give something else away, though, right now. A uh, lesson question prize. We're going to give away a pair of tickets to see Drew Lynch, who's going to be playing Thursday, October 12th at the Keswick Theater. The question that I have for you this morning, we had a visit from Dr. Mike this morning. Uh, when he was in high school, what club was he the head of? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you remember that. When he was in high school, what club was Dr. Mike the head of? 215-263-WMMR. Give us a call now. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, Steve, what do we got this morning? Well, Taylor Swift led a girls squad consisting of Sophie Turner, Brittany Mahomes, and Blake Lively out to dinner in New York City Saturday night. Night, only one man was allowed to join the collective later on for drinks, and as you guessed it, it was Gary Lauer. Wayne Brady telling Entertainment Tonight how coming out as pansexual is affecting his dating life. Brady says he now has an even wider variety of people to annoy and disappoint. (laughs) Oh, my God. And finally, Todd and Julie Crisley claiming their marriage has been made stronger since both began serving time in prison for tax evasion. Todd says that for one thing, he now really understands why Julie hates anal. Oh, my God. All right, we're looking for the answer to this. So when he was in high school, what club was Dr. Mike, the head of, and our first caller in is Brian. So we will go to him. Hey, Brian, good morning. How are you? You guys rock. Thanks. Appreciate it, Brian. All right, so Dr. Mike was head of what club in high school? The Leprosy Club. The Leprosy Club, yes. Hang on just a second, bud. We're going to get your information, and we are going to set you up with... A pair of tickets to see Drew Lynch Thursday, October 12th, Keswick Theater in Glenside. Tickets are on sale now and details available at the concert calendar at WMMR.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you by CSB Media Arts Center in Cherry Hill. It's home to the Connecticut School of Broadcasting's broadcast media program and more. You can find out more at gocsb.com. few things to mention. Uh, we'll start with the fact that Stevie Nicks is getting a Barbie doll oh. made in her likeness. 
Uh, the longtime singer-songwriter told fans in attendance at her concert at Madison Square Garden in New York on Sunday uh, that Mattel will create an official Stevie Nicks Barbie. That's an easy dollar envision. Yeah. After the performance of uh, Belladonna, Nicks revealed that the toy maker was creating a version of the iconic doll in her image. She said, I have something very exciting to share with you a few hours before the rest of the world. Um, and then she said, uh, I was very overwhelmed. What will she be like me? Will she have my spirit? Will she have my heart? And then and, uh, uh, by the way, Barbie will be dressed in the outfit that Nick's wore when the band toured in support of its Rumors album. Right. Uh, she told the audience that she had been carrying the Nick's Barbie on the road with her for the past three months. She said, when I look at her, I see my 27-year-old self. I am her, and she is me. She does know it's a doll, right? Uh, Nick's handed a fan named Sarah the Barbie that she carried to the stage and then launched into a few lines of the song from the same name that she sang. Kill him, Stevie. Kill him. With Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> I will, doll. So, Kill them all. Kill him, every one of them. I thought that was a pretty fun little story, so that's awesome. Uh, Queen and Adam, Adam Lambert, Return of the Road, this week, kicking off 23-date North American City Tour. Uh, they will be in Philadelphia. Nick, can you pull up the... Yeah, I think it's the 18th. ...date on that. Yeah, they'll be in... They're, they're kicking it off on Wednesday tomorrow in Baltimore, and it will take them... Uh, all through uh, the Northeast and in and around the, the Midwest as well. So they uh, will feature, obviously, Brian May and Roger Taylor, along with Adam Lambert. Uh, and actually, they're going coast to coast uh, through November 12th. Adam yeah. Lambert's worked out. I, people have... Um have any anybody here seen Queen with Adam no, Lambert? No, but uh, I uh, am Pierre's going. spoken highly, right? I'm, I'm going to go this time around. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it is October 18th. It's at the Wells Fargo Center, and uh, I've never seen any iteration. I've met Brian May right here in the studio. Right, yeah. But I've never seen them perform live, so I'm, I'm excited. And, uh, yeah, Steve, great reviews for Adam Lambert's performance. I'm, I'm excited. One thing that he does not do is is attempt to do an impression of Freddie Mercury. Right. Sing songs his way, which is the right way to do it. Uh, that's why they got rid of Ruben Studdard. Yes. Because he was attempting to do a Freddie Mercury impression. But they do like a, a video tribute to Freddie, and I think Freddie like kind of sings to the band, and Adam nice. sings back. Yeah. Uh, the trio will be assisted on this leg of the tour by longtime keyboardist Spike Edney, Neil Fairclough on bass, and Tyler Warren on percussion. Grand Funk Railroad, celebrating the 50th anniversary of their iconic song, We're an American Band. It hit the top spot on Billboard's Hot 100 on September 29, 1973, and was their first number one single and enduring over the years as one of rock's most definitive and became the band's anthem. The ironic part is that they're from Latvia. Uh, written by founding member Don Brewer and produced by Todd Rundgren. Uh, the platinum-selling song was released as the first single from the album of the same name. I didn't realize Todd Rundgren produced that song. Had no idea either. Uh, I also want to mention that uh, it's a Foo Fighters weekend coming up. Uh, and we will have tickets for you to see them in Hershey. Pierre's got tickets to win this week. And then we will have them through the weekend. Uh, there is a pre-sale taking place on Thursday. Tickets officially go on sale Friday at 10 a.m. And you go to WMMR.com for the details. But Foo Fighters uh, are going to be our featured MM artist. Uh, so it's going to be double shots all weekend long. Make sure that you don't miss out on Do that. You, is there any? Have they ever done any sort of crossover with Hershey and Axe appearing at the Hershey venue there? Like a, like a crossover, a limited edition Foo Fighters bar or something like that? Oh, that I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, it's right I'm not really there. sure. Yeah. yeah, it's a good question. And then I wanted to mention this. Uh, my buddy Shan uh, reached out to me. Uh, because I missed a celebrity birthday uh, earlier this morning. And not only that, a Philadelphia legend. It's Chubby Checker's oh! birthday. So I wanted to make sure we wished uh, Chubby a happy birthday today. And I was reading a, a little bit 
about him. Do you know he and uh, Fabian uh, went to high school together in Philadelphia? Yeah. And apparently yeah. they were friends. I did not know that. Yeah, and uh, and that his name, Chubby Checker, uh, came from uh, Dick Clark's wife. He was, he was already, his nickname was Chubby. And apparently Chubby Checker, when he was younger, he did impressions of a lot of other singers like Elvis. Uh, and he did one of Fa- Fats Domino. And when he was uh, meeting with Dick Clark, you know, he said, well, everybody calls me Chubby. And they had been talking, and he had just done a Fats Domino huh. impression. So Domino's, Checkers. Ah. She goes, oh, like Chubby Checker. And then it just stuck. There you go. There. And, like, he was 18, by the way, when this song came out. He was 18 That's when amazing. he recorded this. It's amazing. Yeah. So happy birthday to a Philadelphia legend, Mr. Chubby Checker, today. All right, with that, we are going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. We'll get the letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize and wrap up the program. Stay with us. Markets proudly supports Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger beginning Monday, November 13th at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. Your donations are needed to make this year's Camp Out a success and help families struggling with food security. You can make a difference right now. Visit your local Acme throughout October and November and make a donation at the register when you check out. Acme will ensure your generous gift goes to local hunger organizations like Phil Abundance to provide a lifeline for area families in need. Go to WMMR.com for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Camp out for hunger from Acme Markets and 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. That song's pretty. I wrote it for you. Thank you. 93.3 WMMR. It's everything that rocks. Shine down. Of course, and a symptom of... Syphilis? Being. Oh, no, not a symptom. Syphilis. It uh, doesn't feel well when I start to pee. And it starts to spray all over me. I guess you could put those I've words. I've syphilis. Good to that uh, beautiful yeah, melody. The song is too beautiful to screw with. A being human. A being human. Sorry. Thank you, Casey. Human. Not so syphilis. Being not syphilis. Uh, 10.35 as we are wrapping up today's uh, program. And what a show it's been. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. We have one of our most favoritest persons in the world here, Dr. Mike. Yay! Stop by and we got uh, flu shots and we had our ears looked into and uh, we found out he was the head of the leprosy club. And, uh, and I confused him this. talking along with him as he was trying to talk into the microphone. That's right. And that and turned a into contest. a contest. A contest. Double talk trivia, huh? which was you, you uh, saw it born right uh, here. To me, that and uh, cowbell. We've got two new ones. I, love I wanted it. to hate it, but I thought it was really funny. Yay! <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't you. know. That's a good thing. Well, she wants to hate everything. So yeah. <laughs> uh, also, thank you to we got. Hey man, we had Jerry Seinfeld yeah. on today, Yay. and actually. It was a great conversation. Yeah. We had a really good time. Listen, there was a, were you nervous uh, prior to that? A little bit. Yeah. Only because I have seen incidents where Jerry has been less than enthused to be interviewed. Right. No, and, thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, thanks. No, thanks. No, thanks. And that's when, that's when I get nervous with interviews yeah. is, oh, is this, are, are we, we going to have to pry answers out of this person? Yeah. So that's why I was nervous. No, I wasn't, thanks. I wasn't nervous because of his legend. We've, we've talked to many legends over the right. years. Some of them, you know, are just free talkers. Uh, but he was great. He was yeah. 
like, you know, he was uh, really good. a real fun conversation. The, the way in seemed to be in it, it, it's what worked, is that he um, he likes he likes to laugh, and he likes to, yeah. you know, uh, and uh, that sometimes there are comedians that are so serious about their craft that it's almost, you know, it, it, it's a drag. Uh, Jerry will be at the Met uh, Friday, uh, 7.30 and 9 p.m., two shows. And then we had Gary Goldman on. Yes. Hey. Gary's great. Uh, he's got a new book out, and it is called Misfit, Growing Up Awkward in the 80s. And uh, we love talking to Gary at any time because he's, uh, he's a good guy, man. He'll be back in town. He's going to be at the TLA on December 10th. And uh, he's pretty sure the show's sold out. So uh, he's that kind of guy. He can sell out places, no problem. Uh, Pierre Robert is here. Hey, man. Hello. How you doing? I'm zapping. You are zapping. zapping. Absolutely. The hair is looking a little wild today. It's yeah. A little a little electrified. Did somebody <laughs> hug a Van de Graaff generator before they came? <laughs> I, that's what I sleep with now. <laughs> is it humid out? Oh, yes. Very humid and very electric. It can't yeah. be. It's humid, really? Is it hu- I'm kidding. No? no? Oh, okay. Well, it was humid the other day. There was... Yeah, I know. So, and that... I have similar hair to yours when I don't straighten it, so I, I feel you, pal. You look great. Thanks, pal. <laughs> pal. Do you use a horsehair brush the way Kathy does with those? I, I brush a hundred times a night. a night. Remember that old commercial? <laughs> yeah. yeah. They brush a hundred times a night. Yeah. Well, I you remember what a very popular uh, shampoo for women with long hair was uh, Hoof, and Hoof and Mane. Yeah. yeah. Hoof and Mane, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, butt to mouth. Uh, no, not no. ass to mouth, no. no. Uh, hoof and, uh, <laughs> it, was it Hoof and Mane? Yeah, it was, uh, I thought it was Horse and Mane. Horse and Mane. Is it Horse and Mane? Are you thinking of Hoof and, what's that disease? Well, there's, there's Hoof and Mouth disease, yeah. but. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's Horse and Mane. Horse and Mane. Women love to comb Mane and, and Tail. Mane and Tail. Yes, damn it. Why would it be Horse and Mane? Yeah, It's like Sixth and Mane. Yeah. You uh, see, you need me more often uh, to spark good conversation. That's right, and uh, to to set us straight, sir. Yeah, well, what you do? <laughs> you don't go that far. You whippersnappers. <laughs> um, Let me show you how to Prell? do this thing called rape. Prell. 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 You yeah. drop a pearl into yeah, a bottle of Prell. Pearl in it, my, and that was supposed to indicate what an effective uh, shampoo it was. Right. That it was uh, thicker than molasses. My it mom was. found Prell, and she bought it. Like, yeah, recently. Yes, recently. You still make it? Yeah, she found it on like Amazon or something like that. She used it to make mashed potatoes. No, she used it to wash her hair. Oh, I was like, you, "Oh, you couldn't find uh, Vidal Sassoon? Wow, you could yeah. use it to glue g- bricks together, I would think. <laughs> I mean, it can't be a healthy thing in there. It's, it's like sometimes, Pierre, when you go to a pharmacy and there's like there's like an old product that still has a little bit of, like, right. like uh, Cho's, you right. know, there's a, like a level of dust on it. Yeah, the dust on right, it. Yeah. The dust, <laughs> you're right. The dust is great. It's like, how old I are these condoms? Pre- we're, looking at, we're looking at, uh, Connor did a search on Prell and there was also Pert. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Remember yeah. that one, too? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I got yeah. another one. All right. High karate cologne. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the ridiculous commercials of a guy doing karate chops to keep the women Had away to from him. Fight women off because yeah, they were so s- entranced right. by his oh, scent. Great. Right, right. It was so seductive, the scent that <laughs> yes. he would literally have to beat women away from him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would also comment that uh, today's commercials do not have the great jingles of old commercials. Yeah. They tend to use current, you know, popular songs uh, instead of, you know, Winston tastes good like a cigarette right. should, or well, I don't know why I came up with that one. <laughs> or see the see the USA in your Chevrolet. Right. right. You know, those yeah. kinds there's of no old... Jack, sell them for less. There's exactly. only there's only, no, there are handfuls, because yeah. you remember, oh, it's all about you at Rafferty Subaru. Subaru. So there's a couple of them here and there. Oh, Ozumbi. Ozumbi. Yeah. You know, all the drug companies. What about the cars for kids? 
Oh, God, I hate that. Please. K-A-R-S, Cars. Don't, no, don't, no, don't, no, 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 no. Well, it's a great charity. It's a great cause. Yeah, that may be. But it makes me, remind me why Elvis shot his television. I mean, that is the most ghastly. There should be a law to remove that. And I'm sure they're adoring, you know, adorable kids. They're probably in college now. But that is the most gruesome hideous commercial of all time. I've heard it posited that they wanted they specifically wanted that sort of earworm, which Uh, is what they achieved. I mean it's so they they got it. But as a rule of thumb, any song that begins Dun dun dun. <laughs> yeah. Dun, dun, dun. You know what's coming. We, what profound? What profound? <laughs> what rush song begins? Dun dun dun. Uh, <laughs> call one eight seven seven. Call. No, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. No, no. We're gonna start a group called the Jingleberries. Um, oh, I love it. And we're gonna start doing jingles. Uh, it was actually Chuck's idea was the name, and then uh, Kyle can sing. So okay. if you're a client and you want to pay for a, a jingle, Ooh, we love uh, it. we got you. Oh, to write jingles? Yeah, uh, okay. perform them. You guys can perform. Well, we can do that too. Get your ski shined up. Grab a stick of juicy fruit. fruit. This is, is gonna move ya. There are plenty to choose from. Just they use, use that song I'll play for drums every, for that band for every yeah. client. Get your diamond ring on. <laughs> we got your jingle already. Yeah. <laughs> if you're if you're dealing with depression. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, this has been a joy traveling down Jingle Lane here for a moment. Uh, but we should do the letter of the day. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. You have an amazing way of bringing everything back on track. <laughs> you know, every, you know, like we're, we're off the rails and then you steer it. You steer it back to the freeway. Uh, the word, uh, I mean, the letter is R as in ridiculous. <laughs> All right. And we have a VIP package for two for the Taste Philadelphia uh uh, Festival of Food, which is coming up. Food, Wine, and Spirits. It is October 20th and 21st Valley Forge Casino Resort. Hotel stay for that Friday night as well, and you'll get to watch live cooking demonstrations, drink and mingle with local sports legends, and meet It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia star Glenn Howerton yeah. as he signs bottles of Four Walls Whiskey. It's a 21 and over event with over 120 exhibitors to sample and taste, and tickets at uh, phillytastefest.com. Uh, Pierre, what's coming up on the show today, sir? You said two in that uh, promo for the the prize, which made me think of two, two, two things in one. one. <laughs> what, what commercial is that? Two, two, two things in one. Uh, two. Uh, is it commercial? Is it gum? Two, two, yeah. Two, two, I, maybe two, two tastes in one. Double two. mint? Double mint, mint double mint. No, that was, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway. All right, think on that I'm while we move on to the program, which we will have Crumb Bum Cash at 12 noon, again at 3, again at 5, and also some cool blocks for this uh, Double Shot Tuesday edition, a block of Bon Jovi, a block of Fleetwood Mac, and Stevie Ray Vaughan's birthday is today. We'll Ooh. do a block of SRV. Excellent. Big was fan. Was certs? Yeah, it would bang together, the, the, yep. two, uh, the two rolls of uh, certs. Good Thank job you, there, Kathy. Kathy. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, today's Tat Tuesday. we got to give away our prize. We have a $350 gift certificate, floating world tattoo and piercing, and that goes to uh, Michael Perillo of Newcastle, Yay! Delaware. Yay! Yay! Congratulations, Mikey P. 
We're going to set you up. Don't forget Tattoos Day on the Preston Steve Show presented by Floating World Tattoo and Piercing, 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. For artwork samples, you can visit floatingworldtattoos.com or check them out on Instagram at Floating World Tattoos. Let us take a moment to thank our sponsors of the program. Preston Steve Show has been brought to you today by Duncan. The Preston Steve Show runs on Duncan. And also brought to you by Wilmington University. Find your education home at Wilmington University, wilmu.edu. Uh, tomorrow, another full day. Uh, Fox Good Day, Secret Text Word, and of course, Crumb Bum Cash. Uh, we're going to have uh, Tiffany Thiessen on oh, the show. Oh, yeah. always loved her. Uh, comedian uh, Arden Mirren and uh, who, the gal who's going to be playing one of the leads in the local Mean Girls yeah. uh, performance. She's going to be buzz. playing the uh, Lindsay Lohan character, uh, Natalie Shaw, will be stopping cool. by. So that'll be cool. We'll be fun. We'll enjoy it. That's it. We are done. Rage on and have a great day. And we will see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen.